So Brett, I, I stumbled upon this the other day, and as I told you, I, uh, I keep things saved around on different, you know, apps and devices, and I always forget, and then I don't remember what I've sent you or not, so uh, we'll yeah, see if this is new. you have all those, those separate hard drives just in case the, the Fed show up. Exactly. <laughs> Wait, for what reason, though? <laughs> I don't want to, like, lock myself into this bit. I, I, I appreciate the yes ending. But then, like, the hesitation. Wait, wait. What did I agree to? Wait, wait a second. For reals, though. <laughs> See, but just step into the bear trap. It'll it's, be fine. It's just totally normal porn. It's <laughs> yeah. not, there's nothing nefarious going on. It's not weird. It's not, I'm not into, like, balloon animals or anything. Oh, that was awfully specific. Wow. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Outed myself. Mm hmm. Wow. No, but yeah, ne- I'll yes and the next one, but that one, I just okay. had to stir uh-huh. up the brakes, you know? Yeah. So, uh, but here's an image that I, I stumbled upon the other day. I cannot recall if I've sent this to you uh, on the on the show or, or privately. Um, but I, I I've been looking for, um, you know, you you've been getting tattoos lately, and I've been yeah. um, thinking about getting one. And I thought maybe this is one that um, you would appreciate. I'm not sure if I'm gonna get it, but um, I think it's lovely, and that maybe you'd want to get it. <laughs> <laughs> so. We can put this. We yeah. can put this on our social, right? Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll have the uh, the, the images well, on our lovely uh, LTAS Pod uh, Instagram and Twitter. But mm. yes, this is <laughs> <laughs> this is like the most uh, new metal <laughs> tattoo I've seen in quite some time. Uh, there's a barbed wire uh, arch uh-huh. at the top and bottom of this image. With the words "live, laugh, limp biscuit" in it. <laughs> of course, I will have to forward this to Ross. Okay, good. Yeah, but, uh-huh. um, yeah. This is this is incredible. <laughs> Isn't it amazing? I don't remember where I found it exactly anymore, but yeah. I was just like, "This is perfect." Mm-hmm. This is what Brent needs to get next. This is th- this is something. I don't know that I would go barbed wire. I don't feel like I have a a barbed wire esque attitude about yeah, me. Yeah, personality. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm not true. Pamela Anderson, but um, yeah. Some say I look like her a little bit, but you know, a little bit, but yeah, in in the right light, yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, this is this is uh, really nice. I I appreciate that somebody has this, Mm -hmm. and it's uh, based on the uh, redness around all the the tattoo lines. It looks like this was freshly done at the time the the picture was uh, taken. But I'm wondering how long ago this tattoo was like. How far back oh, does this go? They you know, get it. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did they do this in the '90s, <clears throat> or is this like a 2019 th- type of thing? Yeah, yeah. I, totally. I'm hoping that this is a, a tattoo from like late last year, like after yeah. Halloween, <laughs> after that new Slim Biscuit album came out, and they were like, like oh, finally. you know what? I I've been looking for something to complete that third L. Exactly. I've got live, yeah. laugh, and then like I want to <laughs> do something else. And then they hear that, and they're like, oh, dad vibes, huh? You know what? This yeah, is the direction it. we're gonna go. So yeah, this is this is yeah, what a treat. It's cool because you don't have to like mimic the whole thing, like you said. You can get different than barbed wire. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know what you do, but um, you know, even flowers. I don't know. I don't know what you're into. You know, what you're trying to project to people. But um, I just thought it was a lovely sentiment. You know, mm-hmm. and and something that maybe you could share with Ross, and and you guys could uh, you know be tatted up together if you wanted to, maybe someday. So you're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome, uh, you and Ross. <laughs> <laughs> I I think it would be so much fun if you did get a tattoo. Um, mm-hmm. If you got one that said hair tattooed on your head. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. That way you could be. How a, big? 
Uh, enough to where it could be what like it? you could do like the widow's peak with the the uh, bottom of the A and the I to where it comes down. Oh if you yeah, kind of cool. You know, uh-huh. Cause you don't want bangs straight across. You know, you're gonna look like a weirdo. <laughs> Oh, I can't do bangs? No. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to do that. You're probably right. Yeah, that'd look weird. Otherwise, <laughs> having the word hair tattooed on your head. I would like it like a really big, like, graphic one. Like they did mm-hmm. in Civil War with, like, the cities across the screen. You know, I want it to really fill oh, the yeah. area. Mm-hmm. Or, like, you could, like, spiral it and be like, hair. So, like, oh, it fills, yeah. fills the whole thing, you know? Oh, yeah. You get some <clears throat> Uzumaki influence in there. Oh, yeah. Totally. Mm-hmm. That's what I really want to... Yeah. That wouldn't scare myself or anything. I bet uh, David... I could advertise up there, too, you know? Mm-hmm. Not just oh, hair. It could yes, be yes, logos. Yes, yes. Yeah, you could put a, a, a... Leave a space, like a little yes. uh, sign spinner guy is tattooed on there. He's holding a sign, <laughs> and you just, like, kind of write in whatever. You, Subway, like, eat fresh. <laughs> <laughs> It's like a place I don't even go. Yeah, I was gonna say going back yeah. to problematic hard drives. Oh Ooh. yeah, well, yeah, mm-hmm. damn straight. Um, yeah, I'm just saying, drone technology is you know taking off, <laughs> literally. And uh, <laughs> if if any advertisers, you know, if any advertisers want to lease my head for the drone shots coming down, this uh, is true. I'm, I'm available yeah. for that. That's true. Very true. That's a good point. So, yeah, my head does come. Yeah, it is a good point. You're like right. The, the screen, it's like a cone <laughs> the screen savers on uh, my Apple TV. They're just flying uh, over cities exactly. and shit. Like, so imagine I was there. Yeah. And, and it said can... Geico. You know, <laughs> it says Geico, but also <laughs> eat fresh. Yeah. Well, I can't scrub that off. That's the, that's the thing. That's always going to be the logo. Yeah. You know, the subtitle. <laughs> yeah. That's just a way of life, you know? Yeah, exactly. You support that. Just eat fresh ingredients if possible. That's you know? just like, yeah, an ethos of mine, you could say. Yeah. I've been yeah. saying that for years. You know, I'm, oh, I'm a my big God. Like, raw food guy mm-hmm. um, that I like to cook, obviously, because mm-hmm. food should be cooked. Obviously, yeah. Obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, I don't eat just, like, raw potato chips. I cook them, obviously. When I get them, I cook them and... Then I can eat them, you know, but you don't just eat like raw food. That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'd love it if you like bought a bag of Doritos and you yeah. got went home, turned on the oven, put <laughs> yeah. down like a sheet of foil and like mm. <laughs> gingerly like put the, the Doritos on the uh, the cooking sheet and put it in yeah. the oven for like 30 minutes. You got to be. Yeah. You don't want them to break. Yeah. You got to mm-hmm. be gentle. Mm-hmm. So that makes that just makes sense to me. Yeah. Then you take them out of the oven and you like touch one and it immediately shatters to ash. <laughs> oh, I put them in too long. Mm-hmm. New oven, getting used to it. <laughs> you know, just try and try and cook. And You're like, huh? Fresh ingredients. Maybe I'll so. turn it down to 500 degrees. Maybe yeah, I'll lower yeah. this. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, I just love my Doritos black, like most yeah. people. Yeah, you know, I just want them to to burn the shit out of it. Those are the fanciest Doritos you can get. Are the Doritos black? There you go. Mm-hmm. Squid ink was that what they. Is oh, it probably a, a Japanese yeah. only. Mm-hmm. Like all the Kit Kats. Oh yeah. man, missing out over here. Mm-hmm. Wait, they have squidding Kit Kit Kats. I don't know. They probably do. Oh, okay. But they just have Kit Kats of like so many varieties over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. I want to try the grape ones. They sound good. Oh yeah, that's. I think They're... I feel like I have had the grape ones before. That's it's just such weird flavors. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I'm looking up squidding Kit Kat right now. <gasps> Do they have them? It looks like these are super black. Oh boy. Um, I don't know. Uh, the squid ink and wasabi Kit Kat challenge. Oh my god. Wait. So, so you? 
So mm-hmm. they're made with squid ink, but you dip it in wasabi, or it has wasabi flavoring in it as well? That's a good Do we know? question. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I'll have to look this one up. <laughs> There's like somebody. Kit Kat Japan introduces new seafood flavors. <laughs> this clam, salmon, and squid and prawn. Ugh. There's so many. It's it's just quite amazing to me. I feel like I brought it up on the podcast before, but mm-hmm. it's like you can get it at World Market. Um, every once in a while, you can get some different color, like yeah, different colored ones, different flavored ones, whatever. Um, but there's there's just wild out there. There's a like next to that image on the Google search, mm. and we'll have these images on uh, the social media, uh, of course, like we said. But uh, there's one that's a Kit Kat package. It says Nestle Kit Kat. Uh, the banner underneath it is all in Japanese characters, and on the on the photo, it has a picture of like a lobster, a fish, clams. Ugh, yeah, gross. So it's, it's like the entire history of sea life as food. Oh yes, yeah, so you get <laughs> this Kit Kat. It's a seafood buffet in a, <laughs> yeah. a Kit Kat form. Finally. Just what I asked for. Yeah, guys, they finally did it. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, the, just to say that there are a bunch out there, and uh, yeah, pretty gross. Oh, but here's one for you. It looks like corn, buttered corn. Would you eat that? Uh, probably. Hmm. Yeah. That seems like a lot, though. You know, like, I know Kit Kats aren't good for you. It's it's candy, of course, but like, mm. uh, I've, I don't know. Can- it's, it's bad Candy's enough that the I- freshest you can do, man. <laughs> I love to get candy bars, just throw them in the oven for, for 30 minutes. <laughs> Just grab a spoon, eat that, yeah. eat that goop right up, you know? Yeah, 630 degrees, you know? Oh, yeah, that's a, you got to dial it in at home. Mm-hmm. Depending on elevation and humidity and stuff, it changes, but. A lot of people don't know this, but the trick is to let the ashes congeal. <laughs> that's how you know you get a good consistency. That's how you know it's good. That's how yeah. you know it's the tastiest one. Mm-hmm. And if it, if you try to scoop it up with your fingers and it, and it melts to your skin, you've gone too far. Right. You take a step back. You, you just suck on your fingers, hoping to get that sugar off. Uh, otherwise, it will do permanent damage. But mm-hmm. uh, it's a candy bar. And it's worth it, is my opinion. I think so as well. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. How, how much do you like candy, you know? Exactly. Treat yourself. King, Treat queen, yourself, are they? Fool. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Brent, I think with that uh, and all of this bullshit, and we should just go ahead and get into it. So we're doing it. I'm Steven. I'm Brent. And welcome to Let's Talk About Stuff, where uh, today we're just doing some ketchups. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm, ketchup-flavored Kit Kats. Interesting. I bet they have it. I oh, I feel very secure in saying that. I, I yeah. don't know that it's true, but <laughs> I feel I like it it's up, true. I'm going to say I'm 90% sure, though. If they don't have it in Japan, they definitely have it in Canada. With their oh, ketchup yeah. chips. I mm. heard those are very good. Poutine Kit Kats. Mm. Hey, man, you have enough poutine Kit Kats, you're going to be poutine yourself. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, I found a veggie Kit Kat from searching Uh-oh. ketchup Kit Kat. So mm. um, I don't know that that's the, the same thing uh, that we're looking for necessarily, but uh, it, it's got to be in there at, somewhere, right? Yeah, but ketchup oh, is not my... out of the realm of possibility for sure. Oh, my God. What the... Kit Kat chocolate bar uh, plus Heinz tomato ketchup. Oh, it's like a dip? Kit Kat ketchup challenge. Guys, no. No No more challenges, okay? (laughs) Yeah, we don't need to challenge it. We have enough challenges. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember the ice bucket challenge? Just pouring water on yourself, ice water, or Mm -hmm. the ice in the bucket? I'm so confused. It's like just 
Why? Well, Where do they come from? Fine. You go ahead and get ALS. Wow. That's the only way to keep it at bay, is to pour a part of the bay mm. on your head. Wow, I didn't realize. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Otherwise, you also turn into a witch. Wait, Britt, I think you're getting off to uh, <laughs> yeah. some conspiracy land here. you got to scare I'm just me. saying, uh, I've never seen any flying monkeys around my house. <laughs> I saw a chart today with conspiracies, and uh, there were some new ones on there, and Biden is a robot was one. I was like, I, well, I can't say he's not. Doesn't look lifelike enough to me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they need to work on the technology first. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he keeps calling everyone Jack. That's weird. Um, yeah. Well, to start off, just random shit, I had some notes that uh, I was, throughout the week, I was trying to keep track of um, mm-hmm. to tell you about stuff or ask you about. But uh, one of them was apparently that um, with The Rock not being a part of the Fast and Furious franchise after his falling out or, or whatever with Vin Diesel, uh, apparently Jason Momoa mm-hmm. has joined Fast and Furious 10. Uh, from what I understand, is have you heard that? I've I've heard the rumor. I don't know. Okay. Is it official? Um, I'm gonna say it is. Yeah, I'm okay, not gonna check good. or anything. Oh, okay. So it's on Facebook. Okay. So yeah, then it yeah. Has to be tra- <laughs> um, um, yeah, so yeah. I think I think that's interesting. Um, it's like, in a way, part of me thinks, oh, they're just swapping out one Samoan actor for another. Uh-huh. But look, I like Jason Momoa. You know, right? Charming. He's, he's fun. He's uh, he was Aquaman, from what I understand. Oh, yeah. And also, from what I understand, uh, Aquaman, a better movie than Die Hard. <laughs> Mitch said that once. between bites of uh, ketchup potato chips. Mm. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I think that that'd be fine. They, that, that series does need some, like, fun personality injected into it. Um, yeah. Because Vin Diesel is uh, not what I would call a, a fun actor. Mm-hmm. Um, Except some for might not. Except for group, yeah. That's a fun he, he has role. fun there. Which is weird because, like, if you see Vin Diesel in interviews, he has a fun personality. His voice is not so, like, gravelly all mm. the time. He's got some uh, 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 more uh, varying tonality to his voice than mm. how he portrays Dominic Toretto. Right on. But, uh, yeah, I guess we'll we'll see how it goes. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, the, 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 I guess, Fast 10, uh, your seatbelts, would be <laughs> the the first part of a two part finale. Oh, that's right. To the okay. Series. Mm-hmm. So if they bring in Momoa, I don't know in in what capacity it would be, but um, yeah. Well, that was that was one of them. I, I did just see the Fast Saga Twitter account co- officially confirmed he is in it. I guess. Wow. So okay. That's true. But I saw someone's response to it uh, either on Twitter or Reddit that I loved, and they said uh, Jason Momoa is going to show up in Fast and Furious Ten, and is it? Is Rock, this is the Rock Hobbs? Is that right? Hobbs, yeah. He's he's like he's gonna show up in a in a car, get out, and be like, "I'm Hobbs's long lost cooler brother," yeah. and that's it. That's the only explanation. And and they're like, "I'm totally fine by that." Yeah, just fucking roll with it. Yeah, no worries. And I'm like, oh. okay, yeah, I'm cutting out with that. That's a good tagline for Fast Ten, right? Roll with it. Oh, mm-hmm. and then you bring in the biscuit. Yep. Oh. Yep. You bring him back. Oh, yeah. Because they a are wise, back, baby. A wise tattoo once told me, live half <laughs> biscuit. That's right. So, yeah, I thought that was uh, interesting mm-hmm. news. I And I also realized I still haven't seen Fast 9. I know. I was just thinking That's about that. That's fucking crazy. We got to do that. We got to do... That's uh, another one we got to do, uh, yeah. Better luck tomorrow. We got to do Hobbs and Shaw, you know? Oh, yeah, there's a bunch, so... Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, maybe we were before the show. You and I were figuring out stuff in the upcoming mm-hmm. months. Uh, maybe we should add that to the list. Oh, we should. Yeah, uh, I'm, mm-hmm. Fast Nine is just. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure it's been out to like rent or buy for a while now, right? I just, oh, I just yeah. haven't seen it. I I bought it uh, at the end of last year. Matter of fact, I uh, on my birthday in November, my wife mm-hmm. said, "Well, is there something you wanted to watch?" I said, "Well, <laughs> strap in." <laughs> Uh, She's like, I'm not watching night. that strap in video anymore. Strap God in, strap ons, not doing it. You never like my ideas. <laughs> you have a really good pouty voice, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's effective. Um, sure but yes, yeah. I, I, I'm just looking forward to the next Fast and right Furious on. movie in general because how can you not? There's, they're big, dumb fun. You just shut off your brain and just watch explosions and noises oh, for, yeah. for a while. Visual noises, those movies are. Man, and, and, and better for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They really grew on me over time, and I, yeah. I felt like I was missing out for a while now. Even the other day, I was thinking, like, I have a lot of different movies that I just throw on in the background, and I was like, I gotta watch one of those Fast movies again, like Fast mm-hmm. Five. Fast Five, the best. Right? Just throw that peak. one on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one's so fucking fun. Yeah. Um, I just don't do it right now, and I'm like, yeah, that was that was really a blast when I watched those last time. I gotta try it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, you know, Too Fast, Too Furious, just so I can watch that guy make cappuccinos. <laughs> that's, the, that's the best part. He's really good at it. <laughs> Those cappuccinos are so large. I'm sure there's like an outtake somewhere where he like has a radio flyer that he wheels in off off set onto oh, man. set. And, and he uh, he's just like has a giant straw. He like unbends. He cuts and unbends a hula hoop. Uses that as a straw for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as he's also like trying to parse out important information you know yeah oh yeah that's the thing he's drinking out of one side of his mouth while speaking out of the other side you know he's he's really gotten good at it Mm -hmm. when When you're born with with mm -hmm. two esophagi that's what you got to do hey Mm -hmm. he's the cappuccino esophagi yeah get me the esophagi (laughs) guy you you know who i'm talking about you know i've heard once that the throat is sort of the butthole of the face I, I heard that once on a podcast. Weird. I was like, mm, this show wasn't for me. That's not for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Fantastic. Well, yeah. uh, did you have any? Would you want to just start talking about whatever? Yeah. Uh, you and I texted earlier this week. Um, mm-hmm. This is not necessarily anything that we watched, read, or uh, masturbated to, but uh, we, were, we were talking about. New segment. <laughs> Sears catalog, raise yeah. my hand. Yeah. Welcome to uh, WRM. Here we go again. Uh, <laughs> Steve, what you been spooching to? Well, you're looking extra slick right now. A lot of times I like to see you coming in hot. This time you're coming in wet. What do you hey. got going on? Hmm. I, I can tell we're both Donald ducking it right now. That's not quacking. Why do I have so much material for this? I know, you just kept going. All of that was, like, not pre-written. That was fantastic. Holy shit. Uh, Is this what my dreams are about? I know. You're, like, you're really into it. Oh, it only took us 233 episodes. Uh, yeah. Again, in the Dennis' favorite episode run of the show mm. to uh, to come across this. Come! Speaking of come! Uh, no, so <laughs> we, oh we were speaking, speaking uh, via text earlier in the week uh, regarding um, our thoughts on podcasts we listen to and their their opinions on yes. media we watch, you know. And uh, I'm trying to think of a, a better way to uh, say these words because 
I really just have like <laughs> 7,000 masturbation jokes <laughs> floating in my head. You can't stop so them maybe, from coming. You can't stop them coming. <laughs> Oh, get them up. So uh, do you want to reframe this as something that makes sense for the listeners? Well, I'll do my best. Yeah. So in context, I think maybe would help me describe it. So uh, Scream 5 just came out, which you and I are going to discuss a little bit today, Mm -hmm. non-spoilery, since we both watched it now. Yeah. But um, and we're going to review the Scream movies coming up. But because of that, I started listening to I started rewatching all the Scream movies. And then Mm -hmm. I started listening to the podcast that you had told me about. Um, So our, our buddies at Erie International had done episodes um, the way they would do like Scream 1 and 2 together and then 3 and 4. I've only listened to the Scream 1 and 2 episode, uh, but it was it was fun to listen to them. But you had also told me about the uh, Gorley and Rust podcasts mm-hmm. with Gorley and Rust, yes. uh, where they're doing the Scream franchise uh, right now. And so I've been listening to them. And uh, it was so interesting. What I was texting you about was listening to them talk about the first movie in particular, Scream, which I have such a love for. And... There are things that I've seen that movie so many times and there are things that I adore about it, like some of the specific lines or the music or whatever. And then these guys also love the movie uh, and the and their show Rust has uh, had been a big fan of it forever. Mm-hmm. The other Gorley has uh, seen Scream, but had never seen any of the sequels that he remembered. And then um, had only seen Scream like once, maybe twice ever. And so he wasn't like a life lifelike fan. So it was interesting to listen to them. But then I started to be like, it's like fun and they're funny, but I was like, found myself getting like mad about <laughs> them talking about stuff, like grabbing about stuff that I uh-huh. love. Like they would talk about like Kevin, Kevin Williamson isms, his, his dialogue, like the Dawson's Creek, like teenagers acting and talking like adults don't even really talk or whatever. Like they're, right, they're, yeah. they, they're the level of intelligence in their discussions and like if things sound weird or whatever. And I'm like, I love every, every line in scream. I, I could say that. And like, they would make fun of some of them. And I'd be like, stop making fun of my movie. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, which ironically is something in scream five. They talk about the toxic fandom is, is sort of the idea. Uh, one of the ideas behind it. And mm-hmm. I was like, I'm one of, I'm those people, right? Like mm-hmm. I'm the one gatekeeping on this. Um, and it, yeah. So I texted you about it cause it was so interesting making me realize like, uh, and you started talking about podcasts you were listening to about stuff that you loved, like the Marvel movies. You'd mm-hmm. mentioned a podcast that talked about some Marvel movies and you were like, shut up. I love the Marvel <laughs> movies. Right. Um, and it's like how that affects you, like how you can accept other people's opinions and like not, I don't know. And still have the discussions or still be able to listen to it mm-hmm. and how it can like reframe things. Uh, it's just, yeah. Maybe think about how it's interesting listening to podcasts or just anybody talk about, you know, a movie that mm-hmm. you love is a interesting proposition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, the aforementioned Ross, uh, Ross Lichtai, turned me on to a podcast called Blank Check with Griffin and David. Mm. And um, they do like a series on directors getting um, uh, hitting big and then getting a blank check from Hollywood essentially to make whatever like weird movies gotcha. they want or whatever. But they have a, a Patreon feed where they do commentaries on various like movies sometimes they do franchises they did a marvel run uh, a few years back and i just listened started listening to that show last year so i went through all the the marvel commentaries and stuff and they like them for the most part um but you know there's um there's a a part of uh film the the film world uh especially Mm. on the criticism side of it where it's like everything's a marvel movie now and like despite people enjoying those movies for the most part they have become annoyed with them for existing even though this is what they've been the whole time (laughs) i guess and it's like well you can just simply stop watching them i would love to hear people's opinions on them like 
I, I want everyone to watch the movie, the I'm sorry, Eternals, because mm-hmm. I, there's just like, I just have so many thoughts on the movie. Like, <laughs> you I know, know we did, to everybody about it. Yeah, I know we did an yeah. episode on it, but I, I still like have so many, th- like, I'm, I'm so fascinated by that, that movie and like what, what it is and how it came to be. But totally. Um, yeah, like as I was listening to the the commentaries on the the different Marvel movies, they they had like opinions that were, were certainly different from mine, and uh, they were critical of them. But also, I'm like, yeah, I see that point, but it's not really doesn't bother me. You know, mm-hmm. everybody yep. watches things through a different lens. Uh, if you're lucky enough, you've got two lenses, and they're in your face, and they're called eyeballs. <laughs> face. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I uh, I. I, I try to take that stuff with a, a grain of salt. Like I'm, mm. I'm fortunate enough to have my own podcast with uh, my friend who I can converse with mm-hmm. uh, on or about these things. Um, but I'm sure there are like many times where we've had opinions on something and people have been like, what, what are you talking about? If I remember yeah. correctly, we did an episode uh, labeled 200 where we talked about a action movie fantasy draft <laughs> and one of the people, I won't say who, but they were Brown and they were me and they just got fucking roasted the entire time over every movie I picked. Uh, again, no spoilers. I don't want to say who it was, but yeah. it was me. Um, but like everybody likes their own different shit, you know, mm-hmm. everybody, uh, consumes pop culture differently and you know the things we go through in our our lives certainly affect that i would imagine right like life experiences and and uh, maybe nostalgia plays a factor in it but um yeah i i I just try to take all of that stuff with a a grain of salt and even if somebody whom i like doesn't like the thing i like i i still try to roll through Mm -hmm. it and uh don't count it against them um though mitch saying that aquaman's better than die hard is fucking insane (laughs) is incredibly insane it's interesting because mm-hmm. then I listen to the Erie International guys talk about it, and they all have different experiences, like for the Scream movie specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like intrigued because I had my experiences with it, and I want everybody to have my experiences with it mm-hmm. and to love that movie like I love that movie. But everybody's different, um, even if they like it or whatever. Like um, on that show, David Hopkins was talking about his his parents were so strict, conservative, religious, or whatever mm-hmm. that they wouldn't let him watch it. But like I watched that movie. Like, that movie came out when I was 11 years old. I watched that movie when I was 11 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, and you had and a, I, a, I remember it, you know? Yeah, you had a similar upbringing. Your, your parents weren't in the church, per se, yeah. but, yeah, your, 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 your mom thought Darth Maul was Satan. Exactly. So, right, yeah. yeah. Maybe move the poster and, like, yeah. Uh-huh. We had, like, touches of that, but uh, other times, like, I just did whatever, uh, mm-hmm. and they wouldn't really pay attention, like, to what I was watching all the time. Um, so like I've watched stream from a very young age and then like Andy on there was talking about in Germany, like there were two release cuts. There was like a under 16 and like, or like over 16, over 18, um, kind of like our NC 17 rating, I guess, or or like Mm -hmm. unrated and, um, and how, what he saw, cause he was 19, I think at the time when it came out. Um, so he saw like the over 18 version, obviously, but he made a, a joke about like in America, like kids watching like Nightmare on Elm Street that like, you know, nine years old or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, I mean, my experience is so different than that. And it's just interesting to hear all of the different ones. And like, eventually I realized some of the nitpicking they were doing on the Gordley and Rush show. I texted you about like, I was like, you and I do that. Like we just did that with the turtles, which we like kind of liked but for the mm-hmm. most part i think we nitpicked it because it's there's something fun about that too sometimes or like it's i don't know there's more to say about it maybe than the good aspects and um 
I noticed they did the same thing where they were like nitpicking a bunch and they were like, I don't know why I keep saying this. I really liked the movie. I don't think that's coming across. <laughs> yeah. I liked this movie. Yeah. Uh, but you get in those grooves and you just kind of say, well, I didn't like this part. I didn't like this part. But uh, to me, I kept being like, shut up, guys. The music is great. Yeah. What are you talking about? It's iconic. <laughs> and like, um, it was just interesting. Yeah. To kind of throw my, my expectations uh, in a different way and then mm-hmm. be like, okay, if they felt this way about this movie, could it help me too? Like they liked Scream 4 a lot. I have never liked Scream 4. I listened to them before I rewatched yeah. it and it kind of helped me um, recon- recontextualize it for myself mm-hmm. and be like, like, like I like to say watching a movie with a, you know, with someone is kind of different or watching a movie with a crowd can be different. Um, like laughing at, at a comedy or being scared together at a horror movie is different than watching it by yourself. And if someone's really into something, you might really like it mm-hmm. just be, you know, by watching it with them. So mm-hmm. listening yes, to them discuss what- it is kind of too. Watching a horror movie in a theater with other people sure can be different, Stephen. <laughs> I we'll still feel so bad about your scream we'll, experience. We'll, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. Good, but yeah. I, another thing I'll say on this topic is whenever you're listening to a podcast that's talking about a movie, you know, it's an audio medium talking about a visual medium. Mm. Uh, also, audio is incorporated in there, uh, you know, as well, obviously. Obviously. I don't even need to say it. But, the talkies, you know, I hear they're called. Yeah, I know. <laughs> These poor piano players all out of work, you know. Oh, man. It's sad. You get, yeah, the pandemic has hit yeah. all of us real hard. Planned, um, you know what I'm saying? But, um, yeah, like, you, you have to, like have something to say about whatever the the subject is so yeah sometimes it's going to come out and like it's easier to i guess criticize something than to be like oh i like this part because it's cool and it's like well what yeah what right specifically <laughs> about it do you like like you yeah. know and, and sometimes especially if you have a co-host sometimes they've already like touched on that that point you mm-hmm. know so you have to balance out some of that stuff um, and then also, um, it's fun to write dumb things to make Steven laugh. So that's <laughs> exactly. because of myself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's just a interesting concept. I was, I was intrigued by that when you and I were texting about it and you would have had that experience with the other show mm-hmm. about the Marvel movies as well. And it's like, um, obviously I kept listening to the, them, you know, the Gorley and Rush show discussed mm-hmm. that, you know, the different movies and stuff. Um, and it was fun to listen to them and they're, they're, way their banter and their jokes are and stuff you know it's mm-hmm. great um even if they didn't like something i liked or whatever or vice mm-hmm. versa um and it, yeah it's kind of just cool to recognize that they they also helped me they would bring up stuff that i was like well you're just not paying attention to that part because <laughs> they clearly like i've seen this movie a hundred times and yeah. they like mean this or whatever but then when i went to like scream 2 say that they, they mentioned something and then when I saw the movie again, I their criticism, I was like, oh, that's interesting. I think that is like a mistake. And then when I watched the movie, I was like, oh, no, th- this is the answer to that. And it kind of helped me see things that I hadn't seen before. And so that was kind of fun because as movies I'm so used to. And so they helped me to like see things, you know, in a different light after all mm-hmm. these years. Yeah. Um, so it ended up being just really cool. And I would highly recommend that show. Um, I know you had mentioned it before. They they do like the the Halloween series, I think is how they started out. Is that right? The Gorley and Rust stuff? Um, it was and Myers uh, we trust. Oh, oh, it was uh, Jason, uh, right? Yeah, and Boy yeah. we trust with Gorley and Russ. Yeah, they yeah, like yeah, to yeah. make it rhyme. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, yeah, they did like Michael Myers we trust with Guyers and Rust. Mm-hmm. Is what they were talking about. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they've done like a bunch of series, and they just moved on to the Scream one. But um, mm-hmm. I've only heard a little bit of the others. Uh, the Scream ones were were really good though. So mm-hmm. uh, they're a good show. I would definitely recommend that. 
Yes, yeah, I really enjoy it as well. Um, they did a, a, a run on the Alien movies, I think, mm. at the beginning of last year, and that's why I went back and rewatched all of the, the Alien movies oh, yeah, and right. uh, really got into that um, quite a yeah. bit. But, uh, yeah, even though they had differing opinions, it was still, like, fun to, just to hear people talk about it. Because right. every once in a while, they yeah, they recontextualize something that you saw and maybe didn't couldn't quite crystallize in your brain as to like, oh, yeah, that's okay. That's mm. an interesting take on yeah. this, that, or the other. For shizzle, my nizzle. Oh, wow. I don't think I should say that. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's okay. I think I think it was designed by Snoop <laughs> to poor white I people. I see my eyes and be like, wait, am I allowed? <laughs> Is that okay? Yes, and. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. there you go. Yep. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, just something we wanted to bring up. But, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So stop yelling at us and writing those letters. <laughs> stop the protests, you know? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I um, I did have some other things I wanted to uh, ask you about. Um, okay. If you had if you'd heard of this person before, and this kind of goes along with Scream, so I'm going to throw it in here. Okay. But um, the Scream movie that came out has been uh, really cool online because their, their marketing campaign, I think, has been really good. And mm-hmm. tons of people online have been doing fan art for all of the movies in Scream, but because um, it's like an anniversary year. Mm-hmm. Um, or I guess last year was like the 25th. So stuff started coming out like last year and then oh, into this, okay. this year for the movie. Um, and then with a the new movie, like people are doing a lot of fan art. So I found this one guy uh, on Twitter. His name is Creepy um, Creepy Duck Design or Creepy Duck Art, I think is his app. Um, and he redesigned these fan posters for Scream. And they were all just like so interesting. He released a bunch of them. And then they ended up like... Like the Scream uh, marketing team ended up like buying them, and they are like official posters now. Wow, that's um, awesome! And so they've been really cool about like interacting with fans. I think they released mm-hmm. other fans posters as well um, that they had drawn for the movie and stuff. But um, they're just so cool. Like his his designs um, for it. Like this one is for uh, the thing, and they're all just like really Damn. cool looking things. Whatever. And so I wanted to ask you, Brent. Um, basically, if you were this guy in um, disguise because his name is Creepy Duck Art, and he also has his logo with. It's just amazing. Look at that. Damn. It's like a Mighty Ducks skull sort mm-hmm. of looking thing, and I just think it looks fucking badass. So I started following this guy. He's only got he's got less than ten thousand followers on uh, on Twitter. So at Creepy oh, Duck Art. I remember Art. those days for us. <laughs> so I'm just saying he's barely anybody, clearly. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like us. This is the one that he uh, he designed for the new movie. Um, it has like a road going in the Scream mask. So he like did a version oh, of that cool. and then they bought it and they gave him like more, more assets. And so he like redesigned it. And now it's like an official poster. And they ended up doing like a bunch uh, of his. And uh, so they're just really cool. He does a lot of different movie posters. He does like um, key art for, for movies and then um, like different designs and they're all just so well done i love his style so much he incorporates a lot of skulls uh, like there's this one with like a skull and like melting stuff for halloween ends coming oh, up wow, that's rad. um tons of horror movies and stuff but but all kinds of stuff um that he does and um so yeah i would definitely recommend checking him out um i've been loving getting into lots of different like alternate poster art and um uh, his is some of my favorite that i've come across on on twitter lately so yeah it's pretty neat go check him out i i typed in creepy duck artist and i've found some like wild shit <laughs> on twitter <laughs> like, or where <laughs> yeah on, on google like an image search and it's just uh it's just haunting renditions of donald duck <laughs> and it's it's 
It's almost like nightmare fuel. I'm most assuredly going to uh, sleep poor. Look at this fucking thing. Ah. Like, what is this? It's that like is like a real life sort of xenomorph duck. It, it's it's like uh, if Donald Duck was also the thing from the titular The Thing oh, movie. Oh right. The mm. the remake The Thing from 2011. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> what was the name of that again? Oh yeah, just the same name. Just literally the same thing. They didn't even try. Yeah. But it's a prequel set in canon from the... Yeah, and that one really boggles my mind. Yeah. This is the thing before the thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it makes sense. Got it. Yeah. Should we call it that? No, no, no. Just call it the thing. Mm -hmm. Fucking move on. So you watch them in order of release. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. no. Don't make that mistake. (laughs) First, you watch episode one. Mm -hmm. Then you skip episode two. Mm -hmm. It's called The Creepy Duck. Yeah. I guess. And then you move on to episode six. You don't want to be spoiled by episodes no. two through five. Yeah. Even though, <laughs> so they're out of order in the timeline? No, they absolutely take place linearly, but you don't want to be spoiled. Don't do it because, yeah, it'll ruin the whole uh, effect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You made me think because I was trying to supplement. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, <laughs> it's okay. It's I, not I my don't intention. like it, but <laughs> yeah. I'll do it. Um, if you could make, uh, this is like a future, future game maybe. If you could make a... Uh, Say you have like a series of movies, one through seven. You're going to make your own thing. You're going to pull movies from other um, different franchises together. So like episode one from Star Wars is the first movie. But then Too Fast, Too Furious is the second movie in this series. Uh Uh, Or A Tale of Two Kitties, right? And then Tokyo Drift. And then you get like Indiana Jones 4. You try to make like some kind of through <laughs> tissue, right, for a new yeah. series uh-huh. based on all the other series, bringing in mm-hmm. one at a time of their respective parts. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know I like this exercise, it, yeah. but I just like it. Mm-hmm. So that's does, gonna be something. Does a number have to be part of the title, or does it just have to be the like fourth movie? Just yeah, wherever it falls or whatever. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. So like Boy, Final fun. Destination Five. Uh huh. Um, but then Jason part six, wherever Jason lives or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. That's my goal. Inter- that's the goal. That's the goal. <laughs> this coming this summer to Steven's backyard, a weird uh, movie marathon that doesn't make sense except for him. <laughs> except to him. Yeah. I heard Quentin Tarantino likes to, you know, do a lot of cool double mm-hmm. features and like program stuff together. I did it mm-hmm. too. And none of it makes sense. Uh, there's no through lines at all. Nothing's connected, but, uh, it was a cool exercise for me, so uh, enjoy mm-hmm. this twenty-four hour <laughs> series of movies that have nothing to do with each other. Yeah, do, that's my goal. Do you think Quentin Tarantino's favorite double feature is a right foot and a left foot? A he's a foot freak. Yeah, oh, he's yeah. into it. He's into oh, yeah. it. Oh yeah, I've heard big that. time. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, big time. Mm-hmm. That's a yeah. He does a lot of feet. I think that's why he moved to like Spain or whatever, right? Is like, where can I see the most open-toed sandals? I just gotta, I gotta check the populace. You Did know, he moved to Spain. I think so. I think he lives abroad, from what I understand. Wow, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, maybe he's just uh, they they have more relaxed feet laws in general there. <laughs> they could, yeah, you know, uh huh. They yeah they they used to have it to where you couldn't take your feet out on the weekend, and it's oh, just wow. like wow. How are we supposed to keep this economy going? You yeah, know, we're that's all, true. The majority of us are off work. Yeah. But like we can't go out there. So a lot of people just hanging out the window, having uh, uh, a series of pulleys that uh-huh. lead from uh, a mercantile back to your home. And it's just like 
it's a big pain in the ass but so they, yeah they loosened that up mm-hmm. tarantino's yeah. like i gotta get over there mm-hmm. they were like guys i just watched this movie called footloose and that gives me an idea <laughs> about the direction of which to take these laws well that actually really worked mm-hmm. yeah we also have to lose our feet yeah. no no it's Wait, loose no, no. it's no. loose not lose oh my god eduardo come on we've been <laughs> over this buddy it. no you're not helping why are you in a high chair? That's weird. Oh, man. Yeah, totally strange. Yeah. Kicking your feet around. Yeah. And did you eat all your Cheerios? He's like, mm, I use them for target practice in the toilet. <laughs> oh, we're Eduardo. Back at it again. Um, you, speaking of toilets, um, uh-huh. I heard something recently about um, urine therapy that um, some... <laughs> Some conspiracy heads are doing now for COVID and stuff. Have you heard about oh this? Oh my god! Because I what episode of Joe Rogan was this? <laughs> I saw something uh, a post about it, and I'm like, my my head wants to be like, this is totally fake. Someone just made this up for the internet points. But um, part of me says this is definitely real. And it was about they were like, do you think you'd get more use out of it if you put your pee in a humidifier so that it <laughs> went all around you and you didn't have to apply it all the time? And people were like, oh, yeah, I analyze mine all the time. I definitely, what? you know, you should even like let it like sit for a few days in the sun and it helps. And like, I was like, uh, this is happening. Why? Just because yeah. urine's sterile? I don't. Yeah, I don't know the, the I goal think... behind it. I, I'm, I'm venturing to say that none of it makes sense. Mm-hmm. They haven't thought it through, but I don't know. I think it's important for these people to know that urine is sterile because, you know, all that liquid and, and, and whatever it is processes through your guts. So by the time it comes out of your pee hole, mm. it's been sterilized. However, if you have it just sitting in a container somewhere and someone like uh, sneezes in it, then that's it's now contaminated. You sneeze like, in pee? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. You know how people do. <laughs> people come over. <laughs> there used to be a big problem at uh-huh. Catholic churches. People would like go to wash their hands in, in one bowl and then go sneeze in the urine, <laughs> the urine bowl across. You just from can't it. do that. And they were like, "Oh wait, which one is which? Like mm-hmm. someone's way too hydrated. We need to have a less hydrated person right. for this pee to be yellow because it's just very confusing. We need to know. To me. Yeah, yeah. None of this and then like, pee. and that worked for a little while until uh, the Simpsons moved and they started going to that church and they're like yellow hand juice started getting in it. It was yeah. a whole thing it was, it was confusing. So that's why they had to do away with that. But, um, but yeah, if you've like have a, a bowl of just liquid in general, mm-hmm. that can get contamin- contaminated easily from anything, just like air that's particulates. Yeah. yeah, man, you're right. Cheeto dust, Cheeto dust. Yeah. Who knows what? Mm-hmm. You don't want Cheeto dust in your pee pee. You don't, yeah, and that's why I think it's fair to stay or say you and I here at Let's Talk About Stuff are actively against eating Cheetos and then immediately <laughs> masturbating because we're against that. We're against it. We're not for it. We're against it because mm-hmm. obviously you're just gonna get you're gonna gum up your pee hole, you know. Yeah. Re- regardless of of gender, it, you're gonna gum up your pee hole if you start cranking off or uh, flicking. <laughs> right uh immediately afterward it's just you gotta wash your hands there's a, a step in between you know yeah yeah it's a, a three-step process two-step process actively against eat mm-hmm. cheetos crank off 
But no you added a third step in the middle. Mm-hmm. You wash your hands. Yeah. You're good to go. You're good to go. Crank till, till your heart's content. Don't be late for work. Mm-hmm. But, you know, maybe in the car on the way there. The Chester Cheeto oh. Crank Contest. <laughs> it's the new TikTok virus spread of the nation. No purchase necessary. Yeah. <laughs> It's about teaching people how to wash their hands. Uh-huh. It's it's all it's a new venture. We're we're in support of it. It's our charity. <laughs> and yeah. it's gonna sweep the, the whole world, man. Uh-huh. We're gonna help a lot of people. Yeah. It's definitely gonna sweep the world if like people aren't drying their hands off and they're just like leaving water all over the floor. People oh, are gonna yeah. end up slipping and falling and you know, somebody's gotta come and mop it up and all that yeah. stuff. So but yeah. Yeah. Please uh, you know, please step up. Send us uh, email us your your entries. I guess uh, we won't open them. That's fucking weird. But you know, send us photos of your pee. Yeah, to uh, ltas at gmail dot com. Mm-hmm. That way we don't get them because I don't want to see that. Mm-hmm. I don't know how we got a lot, so much pee talk, but um, you're welcome, uh, <laughs> listener. What else you got, Brent? Anything you've been uh, you've been watching or reading lately? Yeah, you know, I, I definitely want to talk to you about Scream. So I'm just going to mention mm. one thing uh, for for this episode. I watched something on Disney Plus um, that came out. I think it was like the end of last year. And I, I'll be honest with you, I bit off more than I could chew with it oh, at yeah? first. In uh, the end of last year, 2021, best year we've ever had. Mm-hmm. It's on record. Check the farm, <laughs> Farmer's Almanacs. It's all in there. Yep. There's a three-part documentary series called The Beatles, colon, Get Back. Yes, indeed. I've heard of this. Now, I have a massive pop culture blind spot for The Beatles. Like, I've, I've just never been surrounded by their music. Um, gotcha. It tried to jump me into a gang once, but I, I fled. Mm-hmm. So it, it yeah. comes around me. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm familiar with some songs just from, like, it being in movies. But it's not really on... Uh, rock radio like even mm-hmm. classic rock stations here um i'm sure they play it on like the oldies station but i don't ever fucking listen to that i don't even know what channel that would be here yeah but um yeah my it's a very limited knowledge uh i had a good friend who was massively into the beatles when we were in high school and um he, he always talked about it and i just would roll my eyes and be like dude they don't even have a dj like, <laughs> They're not wearing Jinkos. They're not even real, dude. He didn't even uh, have a goatee. Get out of here. (laughs) Mustaches only. That's like the anti-goatee. Get fucked. Um, So, yeah, it's been a a massive blind spot. And I've always imagined that eventually, when the time is right, I will get into the Beatles. Mm -hmm. But there's just like... uh, Never happened. Yeah, it never happened. I, I didn't know a good starting point for it. Um... Like, there's just so much Beatles material out there mm-hmm. yep. that it's like, where do I even start with this? Because there are different eras. There, I know there are people who have favorite eras of the Beatles, like the the original, like, Ed Sullivan era, where mm-hmm. they uh, did the uh, started the British invasion. You know, they all have, like, clean cut, wearing suits, all that stuff. Some people prefer the more psychedelic version of the yep. Beatles. I didn't know where to jump in on this. Luckily, uh, Disney Plus has this documentary, and I knew it was a three-part documentary directed by Peter Jackson. And I thought, well, let me turn on one of these. Uh, And I started watching it before bed. As I was laying in bed, Stephen, (laughs) Uh I started watching this. 
at the time I, I started it, um, it has the Disney Plus logo, and about that time, the uh, the the timer fades yeah. onto the screen. <laughs> I'm like, oh shit, this this first episode is like three hours long. <laughs> Weird. All right. So then, like after I, I uh, watched a bit of it, I I um, and before I closed the app that night to mm-hmm. go to bed, I saw. Every single one of these fucking episodes is about three hours long. I'm like, Peter Jackson, you've done it again. You did this shit with The Hobbit. And now you're doing it to the Beatles, right? Um, are you familiar with the the concept of this documentary at all? A little bit, but yeah, go ahead and, uh, and describe it to people. So this is a documentary of them making what would become the album Let It Be, which I guess is the, the final album, or maybe they had an album come out after mm. they broke up or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm not super familiar with the, the timeline i just watched the Me documentary either. and and didn't uh do a lot of research as i was watching it because i wanted this to be a fresh experience you mm-hmm. know that's really the only time i'd be able to to do that so i wanted it just to wash over me and just let it be hey. <laughs> steven i'm making beatles <laughs> jokes now dude so um it, yeah this is a, a a documentary i guess there was a a movie that was it, it was being shot as a documentary back then mm-hmm. and it was released as a, a documentary film in like 1970 i believe as let it be the the movie or something like that oh, okay hmm. but it had like way less stuff in there like the i guess the 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 director of the movie um like edited out like a shitload of footage which yeah. stands to reason i think they said there was like 60 hours worth of uh footage filmed for this a bunch of audio uh audio only mm-hmm. um <laughs> it's not footage but like audio only recordings of of this as well mm-hmm. so they um put out what they could and it it um hmm. i don't want to ruin this for you <laughs> i don't want to ruin it because like i definitely think this is something to experience uh-huh. um it's very long but yeah if you just like kind of watch it in bits and pieces as you're going along um, do you know anything about about the Beatles and and this whole whole thing? Yeah, and wanna... the the trailer for it's pretty good too. I think um, for explaining that and stuff. But mm-hmm. um, they, I knew it's kind of a, when they were fighting each other. But it's also like they wrote this album of these like iconic songs mm-hmm. in like a f- few days or weeks or whatever. Like it's like this crunched timeline to do this concert and put this album right. out. And um, and then I know it's supposed to like recontextualize the like yoko ono broke up the beatles sort of arguments that people have yeah. had for years mm-hmm. um i've meant to watch it because uh peter jackson is you know great filmmaker and from what mm-hmm. i hear he's great documentarian as well so um but it's just like a huge time sink so i just haven't done mm-hmm. it yet you know but yeah. um, i am intrigued by it they are also not they're not so much like you like I, I grew up listening to some other music and stuff but um i was never like a huge beatles fan i've gotten more into them mm-hmm. as i've gotten older um, but I couldn't tell you like what songs from what albums or like right. what I prefer of their style, you know, at different different points in time. But mm-hmm. the uh, they're just you know like I remember even talking to my dad about them once because he he introduced me to a lot of seventies music more and and sixties but more seventies stuff and he didn't really talk right. about the Beatles a lot even though he had their albums and I brought it up one time and he was like oh no the Beatles like changed everything they were like revolutionary for for music and he was mm-hmm. like they're the like one of the best bands of all time clearly and i was like oh this is so interesting like i never had talked to him about that before mm-hmm. um but yeah so that that kind of fits for me too i'm just not really uh that familiar with it so the documentary definitely looks intriguing to me 
Yeah, and they're like they have all these ambitious plans at the beginning of this record, and like you were saying, yeah, it was put to, put together in like three weeks. I think mm. the timeline shifts around a little bit because of like various delays or whatever that happened during the the writing and recording process of this. Like mm. they changed uh, from a, a, a movie studio essentially, like a warehouse where they start, to an actual like music studio that they built um, during the course of it. Um, but there's a, a lot of stuff that happens. There is a lot of like meandering where they're like just trying to like play these different songs and 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 write write the songs or whatever mm-hmm. and, and figure out parts and whatnot. And part of me is like, oh, they could have like trimmed this, but I I feel like it's the fucking Beatles. Like you yeah, want to right. see as much of them as you can. So I totally understand why the episodes are as long as they are, cool. and I appreciate that. Like. Sure, you hear the song get back like 19,000 times, but like it changes a little bit here and there as they're going through and playing it and trying to get on the same page mm-hmm. with it and everything. Um, but man, it was just like very enjoyable. This is like a, a right great on. starting point. Like I said, I watched this over the course of like a week, I mm-hmm. think. Um, and yeah, you just hear by it get yourself? back. Yeah, by myself. I My wife tried to peek over at my screen. I was like, oh, no peeking. You I covered like, my phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, well, I put horse blinders on. I, I have respect. I would never hit oh, a woman, okay. but yeah, I definitely, yeah. Dress her up like a horsey. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to disrespect her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, um, I think you're disrespecting me. And I say, woman, I say the nay. Oh, <laughs> uh, we got horse jokes now. Um, <laughs> But uh, but man, it was like it was very enjoyable. It was eye opening because the Beatles in this documentary uh, are different than what I thought it would be mm. like. Um, the Yoko Ono thing, like you said, she's there like in the studio as they're they're writing the songs and she's like sitting right next to John most of the time. But there's not really any fighting uh, about her being there yeah. that, that is shown anyway. Um and man, John Lennon, what a fucking goofball. Like, oh, yeah? he has such a fun presence. I thought I, this is another barrier to entry for the, the Beatles for me is I thought it was just going to be like, you know, just because of, of who they are. I thought they were going to be like super pretentious, like super artsy fartsy people, which, you know, uh, I, I like to 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 draw things and I, you know, and, and, and do art stuff. But I don't know. I like to be silly about it. I like mm-hmm. to have an air of fun about that whole thing and you know people get too artsy fartsy i'm like eh, this is not my vibe dude right um but this man they were really having a lot of fun and like i said john lennon in particular very silly very he, you know what standing invitation john lennon if you want to come on the show <laughs> oh you would fit right in Brent, it's like that level of, of i gotta tell you <laughs> why what happened we'll talk i later. haven't looked any further <laughs> into it but um yeah, man, like, and Paul McCartney really takes charge, and he's kind of like the leader of the group, even though he says that John is, mm. like, during the documentary. And, the uh, Leonardo and Raph situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just to shout out the other Beatles, um, there's a, I don't, again, I don't want to spoil anything uh, for you during this. Um, I, I know this is, like, part of history, but I don't know what you know. Mm-hmm. But um, there's a, some uh, a situation with George that comes up um, and eventually gets resolved. But later on, he shows up 
and he's got like the weirdest fucking shoes on. They look like he's wearing oven mitts, like super colorful <laughs> oven oven mitts on his feet. And it's for like several parts of the the documentary. So it's just like everyday footwear, and it, it clashes wildly with his outfits or whatever. But it's just it's so funny to see wild. that that these 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 dudes that are supposed to be like so well regarded are just like oh I've got oven mitts on my feet. Um, you know? <laughs> And then, Stephen, if you think there's a part of this documentary series where Ringo doesn't fart and tell people about it, you're out of your goddamn mind. Of course, Ringo farts in this documentary. Man, and they've kept it in, too. They kept it in. Yeah. He looks, he he says it to Paul McCartney. (laughs) It's in the middle of like a serious conversation. He says it to him, and then he looks directly down the barrel of the camera. You don't hear the fart, but oh, you know man. it's there. He announced it. You know what would be amazing yeah. is if they were like, we don't have footage or audio of the fart. So they like cut to a reenactment and it's just a green cloud on like uh-huh. a black background. And they're like, fart noise. Yeah. And they're like, that's <laughs> they're, pretty much what it was. They hired a tubist to come in. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, one thing that was a little bit jarring early on, I think in uh, parts one into part two is, and they, they express this like via text at the beginning of each episode is, um, sometimes there were, there was only audio recordings of the Beatles talking or, uh, rehearsing. Mm. Um, and there's no video footage to go along with it, but instead of just cutting to like a, a blank, uh, screen or whatever, they've got, um, footage they've kind of sewn together uh, that kind of works for that. So sometimes you'll see the Beatles uh, mouthing words that don't match the audio that you're mm-hmm. hearing, mm-hmm. but it's uh, in the um, that that title card. It says that the intent of the filmmakers is to represent the Beatles and like uh, essentially put out like visuals that would match yeah. the 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 vibe of that or whatever. So yeah, right on. Um, it's a, a little bit jarring at first, but eventually you you get the hang of it and and uh, it it becomes less of an issue toward the latter half mm-hmm. of the documentary. But man, I was super impressed with this. This gives me an awesome. entryway to it. I downloaded that album um, mm-hmm. from Apple Music and uh, I haven't listened to the whole thing yet. But man, like Get Back is an earworm for sure. Yeah, um, and uh, like really. I wish more people knew about it. Um, but yeah, like all that, <laughs> or all them, that to say, you know? all that to say, like I wanted to tell you about this because I was like, oh, I want my friend Stephen to know that, that the Beatles are good. <laughs> I didn't know the Beatles are good. Everyone, like You're I really like, enjoyed wow. it. It's crazy. Like I feel like I showed up so late to the party right. that the continent that the party was on no longer exists. Like it's just mm-hmm. just straight up desert at this Pangea. point. And I'm like, fuck. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess I'll have to drink all this Prosecco myself. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. The sun's hot. It's very hot. I guess I'll have to pee on this do-rag and <laughs> put it on my head to cool my myself mouth. down. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I'm not going to get COVID. That's for sure. Yeah, I find, um, like, the fact that they did that album in such a short mm-hmm. amount of time. And while under the pressure of being filmed and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the fact that they were filming that iconic moment is, is pretty stellar. But... Um, it's funny, like, sometimes you can just, like, listen to an album of theirs, and, like, literally every song on it is a song that was, like, number one in the world. <laughs> yeah, And I you're know. like, oh, I know this song, I know this song. And you're like, this mm-hmm. is one album. And it was, like, mm-hmm. rel- a relatively like, short amount of time that they were even together, I think, uh, that they did all so, of this yeah. stuff. It's crazy mm-hmm. um, how, how much they output in a, a short amount of time and change the whole world. Yeah, I haven't gone through to count 
like the number of albums they released but yeah i saw that the the time span in which the beatles were a band like performing together was way reduced from what i thought i was like yeah right oh, they, they were they just broke up like in 2006 i believe yeah. from what i understand but yeah. no that's not true at all but uh it is wild as well because they the the recording they did was all done live and I, and that was for like this album. Mm. Some of it was like performed live, and they took those live recordings and put that on the album. But even the recorded like studio tracks, they were all like they all rehearsed together. Whenever they thought they got it, they mm. hit record on everyone, and they recorded the whole the whole take. Damn, and that's that would be what shows up on the album. It's not like now, I yeah. guess. And I don't I don't know about their other albums if it was this way, because like now it's like. The drummer goes in, they record their part. Then the bass player goes in, and then, like, the guitarist. And then the vocals are done separately. Yeah, for the most tweak part. Like every, yeah. yeah, every once in a while, a band will play live. Like, I think the Foo Fighters did an album like that. Mm. Or maybe it was just recorded to tape or whatever. But, yeah, it was, it was crazy. Yeah, that's really fascinating. I'm glad you liked the documentary. Um, I'd heard mm-hmm. great things about it, just haven't checked it out yet. So mm-hmm. I'll certainly have to now because it sounds really cool. Mm-hmm. It changed my life, you know? Wow. I'm making Beatles jokes now. Um, sometimes yeah. worse jokes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's incredible. It's, it's, it's weird the way that uh, the Beatles can influence people, you know? Mm-hmm. Indeed. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. yeah. So um, last night, um, we, we're in the middle of that Home Before Dark show still on the season two. Um, the mystery is kind of different, and we're, we're it's like a slower burn, and so we're trying to get through it. But uh, we wanted to watch something different last night because that one's a little too heavy sometimes to watch and um so we found this show on netflix that just came out the other day called um the woman in the house across the street from the girl in the window <laughs> i just came across this on netflix yeah. last night myself we have not watched it but okay, it's uh, right stars Kristen bell yeah exactly right like that that alone would get me to watch it um and the title is just so absurd and long um and it, it basically is like a um a parody of of the, that type of thing like the girl on the train and then the there's an Amy Adams one called the the woman in the window or something. Or, yeah, I think it's called the woman in the window, mm-hmm. and it plays on. Uh, I, I watched trailers for those and then read the synopses, um, and it plays on both of those. And I haven't seen either of those or read either of those books, um, but just the general thing of like this like woman. There's like a new neighbor moves across the street, and this woman is like watching their house, and she's an alcoholic, and um, this whole idea of like this uh, kind of hallmark level of like mystery or whatever murder and mystery in a small town or whatever um it kind of parodies those things but it's uh it's really well done it's we we loved it because it's it's eight episodes and they're 30 minutes or less uh most of them are like 25 minutes with the credits taken out and stuff so it's really fast to get through we ended up putting episode one on and then just finished the whole series last night because it was so intriguing and just kept going um, and it plays things pretty like dramatically and it, the, the parody is really subtle. I feel on it. Um, but it's like the title alone is supposed to give that away. And I, we saw mixed reviews after we loved it. Amanda and I watched it last night. We, we just cracked up the whole time. It's so absurd, but it actually does have like a pretty good mystery plot. Just like those movies generally do. Um, it gets you in, enveloped in them. And Kristen Bell is amazing as always. But it has like a 50% on Rotten Tomatoes. And like a lot of people just don't seem to be really liking it. 
And I'm like, are people not getting that it's a parody? Do people think that they're being <laughs> real? And apparently they are. Like, there was a Forbes article I read this morning about it where they're like, the people's response to this is like, they don't understand this is not real. Like, this is not supposed to be like those movies. It's supposed to make fun of those movies. And uh, I don't know. I think that's hilarious because some of the things are so absurd. Like, she'll pour a wine glass and it's like, that's the joke. She's an alcoholic. She drinks a lot of red wine. She mm-hmm. literally like pours an entire bottle into a glass. And when you see her next, she's bending over, sipping it off the top. <laughs> Cause it's so fucking full. Yeah. And it's like clearly absurd. And I'm like, some people watch this and they're like that. This is supposed to be serious. Like they did not I understand feel- the joke. Yeah, I would say the uh, the 14 word title uh, is a dead giveaway that it's got to be right? a parody of some sort. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So absurd. Um, and it's like, I don't know, it's just really good. Kristen Bell is always uh, really funny. But um, and then it, it's cool. It has like a, a contained story that ends. And then it, at the end of it, it kind of sets up a se- like a second season. And mm. I'm here for it. I hope they do well with it and can come back because it would be totally funny to keep going. Oh, that's awesome. Um, but yeah, I'd, I highly recommend it, man. It was just, it's like a fun mystery thing mm-hmm. and it's so absurd and uh, it just makes fun of a lot of those like true crime sort of dramas or whatever. So yeah, good are stuff, they, man. How long are the episodes? They're like 30 minutes. Oh my God. Exactly. Eight ah, episodes. Skeet, 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 yeah. skeet, skeet. Yeah. Real fat. That's why we got through it so fast. Like I yeah. thought it was going to be, if, if it was an hour or 45 minute show, I feel like that would be too much. It would be too mm-hmm. heavy handed. Um, cause too they were furious. Would, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they they keep it short, they keep it light, but it's still like like they act like everything's really serious and that's what just makes it so funny. Like there are times I would just bust up laughing and apparently other people watching this are like, that's a weird left turn. And I'm like, yeah, that's the point, motherfucker. Yeah. Like, <laughs> man, it's wild. But uh, yeah, it's on Netflix. Uh, it just came out, I think, as, at this record. It was like two days ago. I think it came out on uh, like January 28th, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, it's... Uh, you know, accessible and uh, easy to watch. So check it out. I pulled up Netflix last night and that was like the main, like the like spotlighted like the, yeah, show yeah, yeah. or whatever, you know, it's like, is that Kristen Bell? And then sure enough, it was, I was like, Oh right my on. God, we got to add this. So yeah. I added that to our, our queue, but uh, man, I'm looking forward to it. It, uh, it seems like it's going to be ridiculous and, and I'm here for that. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. it's Kristen Bell show. And uh, I don't know why they did it on. It's like they, they um rated it or whatever with like the tv rating and like what was in it they did it for Mm -hmm. like the entire show not just like each individual episode Mm -hmm. so uh just letting you know when it does pop up uh nudity is involved oh in this show brent and uh it's great it's a lot of dudes butts no there's (laughs) like uh there's some sexy parts to it and kristen bell's a fun person to watch do some sexy parts so oh okay there you go Reason oh, enough, is, right? Yeah, this is a watch by myself in the bathroom show. Okay, I get it. I see what yeah, you're saying. This mm-hmm. is. We'll talk about it next week on our masturbatory uh, episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> episode two thirty four. Uh huh. Hmm. Three, two, three, four, five fingers on my hand. I re- <laughs> <laughs> uh, on today's episode, we're going to talk talk about the grip it and rip it technique. <laughs> yeah. Don't be uh, gentle. That's not the point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, we've uh, we're actually gonna pipe in audio from uh, what's his name? Fucking John Bobbitt. <laughs> you know what? I give up. I give up. 
My brain is bad. I got to stop trying I to like reference it, things. Though. It's yeah. good. It's anyway. good. Anyway. Uh, so yeah, you want to do a little non-spoiler mini topic on uh, Five Cream? Five Cream, yes. That was my pitch to you about <laughs> what they should rename. <laughs> or this is how they should like stylize uh-huh. the, the fifth Scream movie. Again, like no spoilers here. Um, but what, why, why was it necessary to rename this? Fifth, like clearly, it's in in the canon oh, of the yeah. other four movies, right? Yeah. Uh, why did they have to call it Scream? The first movie's called Scream. If it was a reboot, okay, not necessarily like great, mm-hmm. but like why why you got to do this, Hollywood? They do this with horror movies, like we said earlier. Like they do this with Halloween. They've done this with uh, a Nightmare on Freddy. Yeah. Uh, they did it the with thing. Uh, the thing. Yeah, Scream. Like it's, it keeps coming up, Candyman. Yep. Man. Yeah, and it it just makes it so much more confusing and hard to look up. Um, mm-hmm. At least with this one, I've seen most people were sc- like refer to it as Scream Five or mm-hmm. Scream Twenty Twenty Two. Although I have seen people start to refer to Scream as like Scream Nineteen Ninety Six, and I'm like, no, mm-hmm. you don't have to qualify that one. That is Scream. Yeah, this one has to qualify itself. Thank you very mm-hmm. much. Yeah, um, and it, yeah, just it's like I always call Halloween Eighteen or Two Thousand Eighteen to like mm-hmm. reference it and stuff and. Um, for, for which one you're talking about. But, uh, so that aside, um, I did like the movie. Um, my viewing was better than yours cause, uh, uh-huh. <laughs> it would almost have to be. It had, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you saw it in theaters and there were yeah. like a family around you, like on both sides talking and stuff. Right. We were surrounded. Yes. I thought it was two separate groups of people. Um, I, we, we sat driver style, um, well, I guess my wife drives as well. Hold on. Yeah, I take the horse blinders off of her sometimes, and I'm like, oh, you drive. But uh, I, I was in the driver's seat, and then she was the passenger, if that mm. helps people with the setup. So there that's how we were looking at the screen. To my left, I had an older couple. Um, they weren't, like, elderly, but they were, like, maybe uh, seven, eight years older than me. Mm-hmm. And then to my wife's right, there was a young couple over there. Come to find out after the fact, my wife told me that they were talking ahead of time, like before the movie started. I, I went to uh, use the restroom before everything kicked off. And uh, evidently they were a family that knew each other and they were sitting on either side. And she was like, oh, do you guys want to want us to switch so you guys can sit together? And they were like, no. <laughs> to which I'm like, why not? You guys definitely should have like sat together because you ended up annoying both of us. Yeah. Jerks. You know? But yeah, the the older couple, they were on their phones. Like the, the the wife, she actually like took her phone out of her purse and held it not like discreetly underneath. She held it like up in front like to where the phone would block her, her view, view of the screen, but it, like the brightness wasn't Jerk. even a little bit turned down. Mm-hmm. She's you like know? actually it's really dark in here. I got to turn it up. Uh-huh. Yeah, she took that little John little John song to heart, right? It's like turned down for what? I just need this brighter. So she had this like in front of her face and she did that multiple times Ugh. and they were talking at regular conversational volume throughout the entirety of the movie. And there were certain points where there's like uh, there's not like any car chases in this movie, but there's a point where you like see a vehicle like do a quick U-turn or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I thought, "Oh, okay." At least this part is loud enough so I won't have to hear them talking right. this goddamn movie. And they're like, you turn. You can't just yeah. do U-turn. You're like, God this, damn it. What state are, are they in Utah <laughs> doing U-turns? Are they U-turns in Oklahoma's? I just call them O-turns. 
That's weird, right? Let me look this up. Brightness at full. <laughs> but um, yeah. I'm so sorry was, you had that experience. It was so distracting mm-hmm. that I missed points of like dialogue that Ugh, would further that the plot. And so like I was just like so wildly focused on the people to my left that I would look back at the screen and I'd be like, well, where are they at now? Why are they here? Like, what does this hospital have to do with anything? <laughs> does, uh, does evil die tonight or what? I'm, I'm wildly confused. What movie are we watching? But, uh, but yeah, it was, it was annoying viewing. So uh, that's why I wanted to do a, a spoiler-free discussion on this yep. episode because, um, as Steven said earlier in the, the record, we're planning to do a, a discussion on all five Scream movies later in the year. And uh, we can go over them then. I, I want to be able to rewatch this movie. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm like. In a good setting. Yeah. I didn't like this part of the movie because they, uh, I missed several minutes of it. <laughs> that's not a good. That's not a good criticism. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Like, that's not helpful to the movie mm-hmm. itself. Yeah. yeah. And we went to a drive-in theater near us that we had been hearing about, but we had never been to. Uh, and it ended up being like literally like someone's farm or like just land or whatever that they like yeah. put gravel on. Mm-hmm. and uh, put some stuff up, but it was pretty cool. Um, I haven't been to a drive-in in a long time. I prefer a drive-in if it's a a movie that I've already seen mm-hmm. because it's kind of hard to get all the dialogue and that it's like we had like a battery-powered FM radio on our dash, you know, to play the, the audio, and then like the screen was a little fuzzy um, just, or like out of focus and like kind of the screen qu- quality itself wasn't that great, so like mm-hmm. whatever you project on it, it's not going to be that great. Um, like we pretty much had to give up on reading any of the text messages that came up on screen. <laughs> yeah. Um, I could read some of them, but they went so fast and we mm-hmm. were far enough back. We ended up moving up a row. Um, cause it was only like 20, 25 cars there maybe, uh, eventually mm-hmm. when we got there, it was like 10. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were able to like move up a little bit and like Amanda, my wife doesn't have very good eyesight. And so she kept being like, what does that text say? And I finally had to be like, I gave up on the text already. Okay. I'm not reading them. I'm just saying they're not important to the plot because I, I can't read them. So I don't know. So I, I, could, I miss some stuff, too, that way. I could see her saying, what do the texts say? And then you look at her and you just go, shh. <laughs> no talking. You know, that's what's funny is at home, I don't really mind talking or be on your phone or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. um, I kind of give up on any of that, like the reverence uh, that I need to give to a movie or whatever. It's fun to watch a new mm-hmm. movie and like not have your devices around or whatever, but, uh, it was nice in the car cause we were by ourselves. So like, you know, we could do, do whatever we wanted to. And like, we brought our own candy and stuff and that was Hell fun. Yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Yeah. Dude. Um, it was so funny by the way with that, I'm always like, you gotta hide that shit, you know? So we had like a cooler in the back with like a hoodie over it. So you couldn't see it. And when we pulled up the teenager at the, like taking our tickets and stuff was like, Oh, actually our, um, our concession stand is down tonight. And so I'm like, man, I was like, glad we brought our stuff. And I started to be like, oh, good, we brought our own. And I was like, no, don't tell her. You know? <laughs> and I'm like, she wouldn't have fucking cared. She's making like $7 an hour. Be pissed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they were pretty cool. They had people walk around. Like, they talk about um, not keeping your lights on. And, like, mm-hmm. uh, you can't keep your car on because it's, like, harder to hear things. So, like, mm-hmm. they're like, if you need to, like, charge your battery or, like, heat up or whatever, that's fine. But you can't keep it on. And they would walk around and, like, tap people and be like, turn your fucking lights off. Like, you're blinding mm-hmm. people. Um, mm-hmm. So they were good about it. Um, although, uh, pretty much all modern cars, it seems, their headlights, like, automatically come on when you turn the car on now. And you, <laughs> yeah. you can't just, like, turn that shit off. So, like, uh-huh. when we moved cars, ours came on. Like, people kept moving around or showing up late. And, like, 
it was a different kind of thing. Like we didn't get people right next to us talking to us, but like, um, there were people that would like, <laughs> there was like one guy like category to us who just like kept tapping his brakes. So his brake lights just kept flashing in our car over and over again because he was just like tapping on them con- like like 20 times he did that is that and how so he was, like, was laughing <laughs> he's like everybody tap your brakes it's a communal <laughs> yeah. experience yeah. yeah um so it was just like different but it was super fun you know just to, to be able to have like a date night and not worry about anything and yeah whatever uh, and then finally get to see scream so we did it mm-hmm. like on a sunday night it was cool um they mm-hmm. were showing it a double feature with uh, Matrix Resurrections, but I'd already seen it, and so I was like, mm-hmm. "We're not going to stick around for it." On the other screen was going to be the second feature was uh, the new Spider-Man No Way Home, yeah. mm-hmm. and I I didn't realize like at the Admiral Twin, which is a, a really cool old drive-in theater in uh, Tulsa, the mm-hmm. the twin part of it is like there are two screens, but they're they're on opposite, they're like in the center, and so if you if you're on one side, you can't see the other screen, uh, but this one, mm-hmm. the concession stands and the projectors are in the center, and the screens face opposite ways. So you can oh. literally just face the other way and watch the other movie and then like just tune into that radio station. Um, hmm. And so I once we were there, I was like, we had already planned on going home afterwards. I didn't want to stick around, but I was like, oh, man, I'd really just like to turn around and watch fucking Spider-Man. Because <laughs> right, uh, yeah. I haven't seen that one yet either. But uh, we ended up leaving. Um, yeah. But it was cool, you know. Uh, it wasn't mm-hmm. a bad experience. Um, mm-hmm. And it was, it was kind of fun to watch Scream that way. And uh, But yeah, so the movie itself, you want to get into mm-hmm. that a little bit? Well, yeah, I was just going to say real quick, it's probably for the best that you left because like 90% of Spider-Man No Way Home is text-based. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, maybe just wait, Yeah, wait for home release on and that I one. And I would have been way far away from it, too. Mm-hmm. Not even yeah. like yeah, like I was with Scream. I'd have been like a football field away. But like, I got it. I, I, I got binoculars. Uh-huh. I'm pretty sure I can read it. Yeah. Yeah. It says something about Dr. Octopi. I don't. I guess he's, I don't know who he's that in is. this one. <laughs> yeah. It's just a, a picture of a script page with goggles on it. It's, I guess that's him. He's, it's, it says, oh, cool. insert CGI Alfred Molina later. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, the movie itself, Scream, stylized again as five cream, because mm-hmm. what are we doing? We don't, we don't want to have to do this. Yeah. But Hollywood, you've given us, us no choice. Yep. You know, this is what we're going to do. So... Five Cream, uh, I, I, it's hard to say if I like this movie or not, because uh-huh. again, like it was so wildly distracting because of the audience I saw this movie with. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, I, I don't know. The jury's out on this. I'm going to gotcha. watch this. Um, and since it's no spoilers, I don't want to, uh, you know, get into all of that stuff. I mm-hmm. will say that I do like the new characters that are in this movie. Uh-huh. I like uh, the old characters that returned as well. Um, the thing about the the toxic fandom that shows up in this, I'm like, man, this seems like awfully on the nose. So I'm wondering how Scream fans are going to take this because mm. Scream is like a very meta franchise anyways. Yep. Right. But like for this, I'm like, uh, I don't have a dog in this fight necessarily. So I'm mainly curious as to what you think mm. about that. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm just like, man. I feel like this is going to be, uh, like Katy Perry said, you're going to be hot or you're cold, you know? <laughs> this is, yeah. It seems like it would, it would uh, draw criticism uh, strongly one way or the other. What do you think? Yeah, I, um, I think for me, being a big fan of it, of the series and stuff, this movie uh, scratched a lot of itches. It wasn't mm-hmm. perfect, and there were some things that were kind of cheesy or whatever, but I thought it, it hit more than it missed. 
and I haven't stopped thinking about it, and I haven't oh, stopped thinking about right. this series. I've been rewatching all of the movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, re rewatched Scream 4 on Friday night, and Amanda fell asleep uh, during the last of it. And The uh, reviews are in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she had a long week, um, but on Saturday morning, she actually was like, hey, can we finish that out again? And I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, I want to actually watch it with you. I want to watch... Like, I want to watch Scream 4 again, weirdly. Yeah. So I watched, like, the last half of Scream 4 all over again. Mm-hmm. And um, even, like, I won't get into a lot of my feelings about that one yet, but I've never really liked Scream 4 for various reasons. But um, Scream 5 and what it did kind of helped me recontextualize Scream 4 and what it was trying to do. And I actually liked it better this time than mm. I've ever liked it. And um, there's a lot of interesting things with the series now where I'm like anything. I just I'm just glad to be a part of it, whatever they're doing and seeing these people and the new people they bring in. Scream 4 in particular has a ton of actors that I really love. Um, Like Hayden Hayden Panettiere was in it Mm -hmm. and she's amazing in it. Um, Emma Roberts. My favorite. She's the one that like really detracts (laughs) me. Right. Um, So we'll talk about that when we get to the the screen Mm -hmm. month. But um, like Adam Brody is in it. Like there's so many people. um, Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Right. That that show up and I'm like, oh, that person's cool. That person's cool. Mm -hmm. Um, And people that I didn't know until later on, like it has uh, the dude who plays Josh Mm -hmm. and Younger. Mariska Hargitay. <laughs> Man, I wish. She'd be a great in Scream. Um, has the guy I, plays Josh uh, from the show Younger, but um, I know him from oh, Younger, yeah. and I like him on that, but mm-hmm. I didn't know him then. And now it's funny because in that show, he's like a tattoo artist, and he's bohemian and stuff. And in that and Scream 4, he's like a jock and uh, oh, or like yeah. a clean-cut guy or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, it was it kind of Scream 5 kind of recontextualized that and, and made me realize some other things about how I feel about the series as a whole. So it, for me, it, it, it worked more than it didn't. And uh, I'm very excited to watch it again and kind of really get my, my bearings about it. But um, overall, I was pretty happy with that effort. A lot more than 4, and then it also helped me with 4, so that's even better. Yeah. Yeah interesting okay so so you feel like whereas when the fourth movie came out it ended that saga up to that point ended on a down note this has helped it rise back up in your opinion yeah and it and it has to do and i'm I'm trying to formulate my opinions and ideas about it i guess like what it is about four that i didn't like before and why i I Mm -hmm. would like five because essentially the screams one through three are like a contained trilogy Mm-hmm. And they retcon some stuff from the first one in the third movie, and some of it works and some of it doesn't. And like I've had different feelings about it over time, but essentially it's like it's all about Sydney and it's like all connected and everything. And then I liked that. And then it was like ten years later they come up with Scream Four, and it's like this whole new thing and like someone like doing their own reboot. And I was like, I just don't care for this. I don't need it. It doesn't mm-hmm. add anything to it. And then Scream 5 came out, and it's also, like, new people are rebooting it. And I'm like, why Why did I accept this version mm-hmm. and not 4? And I, I do think there's it's just better. I think the story is better, and I think the quality yeah. is better. I like the new cast a ton. It's, like, a bunch of up-and-comers that I, I know from a few things sometimes and whatever. Like, Jack Quaid, you know, like, mm-hmm. and the boys and stuff. I like that dude a lot. Um, and... I was like, why could I accept this one and not that one? And it kind of helped me be like, oh, well, the way they, they describe something in Scream 5 briefly, non-spoilery, is just that, like, every decade someone has been, like, rebooting it. You know, the the idea of the Ghostface Killer in Woodsboro, someone is, is doing that. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, I just fully accepted it. I just swallowed that, <laughs> yeah. that whole explanation. And yeah. I'm like, oh, that's what 4 was doing. Oh, okay. Well, then that's fine. It doesn't need to be connected to the other trilogy or whatever. It is just its own mm-hmm. thing, like... It has some good moments and you can take it or leave it or whatever. And, 
Um, so yeah, it's Scream 5 in a way kind of helped me with that because I was like, oh, I get why someone would quote unquote reboot this in that world. Mm. And I thought that the meta commentary they made, <clears throat> I felt like some people talk about 4, especially now, like it was, you know, he's like, there's like a guy live streaming on it with like a headset and it's kind of silly now, but it's like, that's what people are doing all the time on yeah. Twitch and all this stuff. He like, they mm. really saw ahead of the curve. But I didn't think there was a whole lot to say about the horror landscape then, and I don't think they said a whole lot. And I feel mm-hmm. like there is a lot to say now with like our slasher resurgence and all these reboot quills, um, or requels as they call it in, in Scream Five, um, like Halloween twenty eighteen and stuff, where it's like legacy characters and new stuff. And like I like these much better than the straight remakes they were doing, the straight reboots mm-hmm. uh, in that era of Scream Four. Um, and so I, I accept what they're doing with the meta commentary now, and I feel like it's more needed. And they, they were a lot more clever about it. Mm-hmm. Even though Kevin Williamson and Wes Craven were involved in Scream 4, I felt like the new people writing and directing this got a better grasp on it for me. And uh, so, yeah, I, I just really liked it, and I'm, I'm way curious to watch it again and kind of really get my feelings about it. But uh, I thought it was, it was really good. So. Is it a, a situation where you got the feeling that the people who made five cream uh again i won't stop you can't make me stop i won't stop uh do you <laughs> so, get the feeling so gross <laughs> <laughs> uh th- maybe we should talk about it on uh, the next episode for the uh, the masturbation oh uh, yeah we should wait for that mm-hmm. episode right mm-hmm. yeah. yeah uh we'll get into spoilers there <laughs> yeah. no uh do you think it's a, a situation where the people who made this fifth scream movie were fans of the previous ones so it's now at the point where the fans have taken over Ooh, this franchise and have kind of crystallized what they enjoy about it and were able to make it uh uh return it to its uh, a glory that maybe it, it had previous yeah i think uh kind of in the way that like jj abrams with force awakens and that kind of reboot cool where you have legacy mm-hmm. characters and new people but it's kind of the rehash of the same story we've seen before right um but he obviously was a, a fanboy you know who became this big director and everything mm-hmm. and uh the same kind of way i feel like those kids growing up and being able to play in the toy box sometimes that's what the the breast the, the breath the breasts of fresh <laughs> uh-huh. air that you need Oh, um, save it for the next episode. <laughs> Be edging uh, until then. Um, I, I feel like that's that can kind of help inject what you know the the excitement that you need back in that franchise. Um, mm-hmm. And I've already heard that the directors, this Radio Silence, is like collectively what they're known as. I guess um, that they have ideas for like a Scream Six, and I'm like, I'm fucking here for it. Oh, great! Okay. Um, and whatever they do, like I, I I think they're they're pretty rad. And so um, yeah, I think in some way like. Even like the the Gorley and Rust on on Scream Four, they were kind of talking about like it had gotten to a point it was far enough removed that they were able to kind of make fun of uh, the first trilogy in Scream Four mm-hmm. and like referencing the stab movies within that that universe. Yeah. They were able to kind of do that, and I'm like, were they the people to do that then? Though, like, was it was it the best idea to have the original writer and director be the ones that are skewering their earlier work? Yeah. Does that work so well? And Wes Craven, to his credit, it's not like I, I'm a big fan of Scream 4 or generally like that it was that well regarded. But, um, you know, he did like a new nightmare uh, in 94. He like went back to the well and kind of made it this meta movie about the movie with Freddy that he started mm-hmm. all of this with, you know, and um, and it, he was the person to do that one, though, I, I think. And that was an interesting take on that character and stuff. And so, I don't know, maybe that could have worked better for Scream 4. I just don't think it really worked for me. 
But Scream 5 seems like they're the ones that need to, like, if you're going to be referencing the other movies and the stab in the universe movies, maybe a fan growing up with those mm-hmm. is supposed to be the one to spearhead that. And so um, for me, yeah, it definitely worked better in Scream 5 than it did in Scream 4. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, you didn't see this on opening weekend. And I'm wondering if you had any spoilers that made their way to you in the end of the time it took for mm. you to see it. I will say I, I got so scared about that. Um, it's the scariest part of any <laughs> screen movie. Um, yeah, is is the spoilers. Um, oh. And they have a really good ad, ad campaign. They always do. And and this year they had a really good one with like, don't spoil this. You know, no spoilers anybody. Mm-hmm. And. I think in general the fans are good about that. Um, people just get just, people just want to talk about stuff though online, you know, and like share I, things. We, we have a whole show about it. Exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah, they talk about stuff. Um, yeah, and so it's just hard to uh, a week out even people just want to get out there and say something or whatever. And so yeah. what yeah. I heard that's not a major spoiler um, is just that there are cameos, and I was guessing at a lot of the cameos, mm-hmm. and then I, I saw one. Um, like online, someone talk about one or whatever. And so I was worried that that would kind of ruin things, just even knowing that. Like, I would mm-hmm. have rather gone in, I guess, completely blind. But that's not like a huge thing. Like, I would have guessed there were going to be cameos of people. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like clearly, like the main three uh, with Sydney, Gale, and, and Dewey coming back, like mm-hmm. not just cameos, but like they're, you know, I just, they're, they're in screen movies, they always have someone come back. So, like, that makes sense. But uh, that was the biggest one. I did see someone also. Um, have like a poster of a lot of the killers from the other movies mm-hmm. and which people love to do, which is all obviously showing spoilers. If you don't know those movies and you see this thing, you're like, you know, like, Oh, that's the killers then. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw one that included scream five and I thought uh, I saw the killer, but it wasn't correct. And it was, I barely glanced at it and I was afraid that it was spoiled, but it wasn't. Oh, so I was like, okay, oh, that's good. cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was in, ended up that I was able to stay away from most of it, but it was definitely like you have to tiptoe around the internet, you know. Mm-hmm. If yeah, you don't thank watch God they were bad at Photoshop, evidently. Right, you know? exactly. That's, yeah, that's good. It worked out <laughs> in your favor. Yeah, so that helped me. There's a uh, yeah. cameo by the sky, and I'm like, oh man, this guy looks like the sky it's from the like sky. the first movie. I was like, oh my God, I know they was really this filmed on Earth. Yeah, that's so crazy. Some some blue screen. They really did some good work there. Wait, that might be a spoiler. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Oh, um, uh, oh, I was going to say, though, um, for for the new one, I had heard that it's a lot more brutal than the other movies, which is one of the words that kept coming to my mind mm-hmm. as watching it. Okay. Um, the, like the kills were probably my favorite of the series, I think, at Scream 5. Okay, yeah. Um, and Ghostface and the voice of Ghostface, Roger Jackson, who came, who does all of the, the ghost voice, Ghostface voices and in Stab, apparently he does like the invoice. Um, oh, okay. He was my favorite uh, in this one. Like the way he talked, the, the, the lines he had and everything, um, I thought were, were some of my favorite in the series. So that stuff I'm definitely looking forward to rewatching again. Okay. What, what, wait, what is that actor's name? Roger, Roger Jackson. Roger Jackson. Okay. I misread it on the internet. I, th- I thought I read Roger Rabbit, and I was like, well, g- I'm glad he had work. He's got work. <laughs> after his movie. It's you know? interesting to have a tune do mm-hmm. a voice for a live-action movie. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you got you to gotta do it. Uh, you got to get jobs he, he, everywhere, you know? Yeah. I mean, he's got experience. Uh-huh. Sometimes it goes the other way. Yeah. You don't know. You know? <laughs> I'm you imagining, gotta, you yeah. Do. Yeah. Roger Rabbit voice for the ghost face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because they talk about, especially in Gorley and Rust, they talk about how like inept ghost faces a lot in these movies. <laughs> he's and so he's clumsy. like, he's clumsy, right? He stumbles yeah. around. He falls all the time. He gets hit with things constantly. 
um, and it's one of my favorite things. And to me, it's like it's it's all part of it, and like it works, whatever. But like they were kind of ripping on a little bit that it kind of takes you out of it. It's not that scary, and I'm like, oh, it's not the, that's not the point. Uh, but now yeah. thinking about it as Roger Rabbit's voice, though, doing all those pratfalls mm-hmm. is actually pretty great. It is funny that like I and it's something I hadn't really thought of until they mentioned it on with Gorlean Rust. But yeah, he is a clumsy character. And he's yeah. kind of like flailing a little bit, but he's also one of those like iconic slashers that uh, doesn't isn't like supernatural in any way. Like, yeah, you, you could say that for Michael Myers as well. But like later movies, you'd be like. Uh, he's taking a lot of fucking damage. Like, yeah, you know, that's I, I feel like there's something else going on. We don't need to acknowledge it or like name what that is. But like it, it does feel like he's like enhanced in some way, shape or form. Whereas any uh, ghost face over the, the course of the series, they're all just like regular people, you know, who. Yeah. Even in, allergic to knives and bullets. Yeah. <laughs> Even in the third movie, uh, there's like a Randy shows up in a cameo via like a videotape. And he's talking about like the, the trilogy rules and how all bets are off. And they're like, he says to me like, and in the third one, the killer is supernatural. You basically, you basically got to like cryogenically freeze his head, cut it off, blow it up, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And what it ends up being is like, it's just that he wears a bulletproof vest in that movie. That's his supernatural <laughs> ability. He gets shot constantly, and no uh-huh. one ever shoots him in the head, and then he keeps moving around. And that's all yep. it ends up being. Like, he's not really otherworldly. Um, mm-hmm. But that's kind of why I like the Scream movies. That's another thing, like, rewatching him now. I've, I've been... I've, they, they have such an influence on me, and I just love dissecting them and, like, what they mean and stuff. And then mm-hmm. um, their, their place in the landscape of, of slasher films and everything. And I like him because... In, in most movies, it's like Jason and Freddy come back. And in this one, every villain is always brand new. And mm-hmm. the final girl is the one that always comes back. And she's the through line. She's the oh, supernatural yeah. one. Or all mm-hmm. of them. Like, they've all been, like, stabbed and shot so many times and, like, stay alive, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, they're the ones that are, like, they take the villain role for most of those movies. They kind of flip that on its head, which I think is such an interesting concept. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that... Of course, that Ghostface is not the same person every time. It's just a, a, it's always a new person putting on the mask. And so, like, they're mm-hmm. not killers yet. They're all clumsy. They, I always think, like, I have a, one of those Ghostface masks. It's hard to see out of that fucking thing. You <laughs> yeah. have no peripheral yeah. vision. You have, like, these uh-huh. little, like, you know, eye holes to, to look out of and stuff. They're not slits. They're big enough. But, you know, uh, you got that cape flying everywhere, you know? Like, it gets mm-hmm. in your way. Uh it totally makes sense to me in that world that like it would be that inept and they would be that dumb. Um, yeah. and that's kind of why I like it too. You know, have you ever watched the MTV scream series? I, that ever I have never, interest? it didn't appeal to me, but now I'm yeah. just so into the whole world. I did look it up. Um, mm-hmm. and I'm curious about it at least, but I never really heard much of anything good or bad. I, did, mm-hmm. I didn't know anybody that watched it. So my wife started watching it um it was like whenever it was airing like 2016 something Mm. like that is when it came on she watched i think maybe the first season uh i watched like the first episode or two and i was like "Eh, this isn't for me like uh, i don't think they let the 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 killer have the the ghost face mask i guess there's some like some rights issue Mm -hmm. to where they couldn't use it fun world owns the the ghost face mask yeah but it's so like iconic that to Mm -hmm. see anything other than that just seems like a stand-in for that it's almost it's almost distracting in a way it's like uh ghost face mask to come later in (laughs) cgi in post-production you know this is just a placeholder Mm -hmm. yeah and and it's it seemed a little more um serious than uh the tone of the movies which which i like from what i've 
remember and have seen recently. Yeah, and I, I was reading about the show, and apparently the third season, they kind of reboot the cast and, and changed it up, and they did bring the mask back, at least, like, oh. later on or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, he he gets that mask eventually or something, mm-hmm. which is kind of like following, like, the, the Jason way, you know? Like, he had, like, a burlap sack, and then he finds the hockey mask or whatever, mm-hmm. so maybe that was, like, they, they were trying to, like, work that in, but... Um, I, I love the idea of a Scream series, but it seems so different from the movies, so removed, mm-hmm. especially with the mask, that I never, I was like, they're just capitalizing on that name, you know, yeah. and not even, like, mm-hmm. going to be anything like Scream. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so I always avoided it. But now I'm kind of just curious just to fulfill everything. Like, even Scream 4, like, grew on me a little bit this this go-around. Mm-hmm. And um, it it fits in that era. of It came out, like, I think it was 2011. Um, and that's when, like, the thing prequel remake came out in like 2010 i think is the nightmare on elm street reboot jason like friday the 13th was like 2009 like that era mm-hmm. of those like shitty reboots have like a charm to them they're not mm-hmm. none of them are great but they all exist and i'm like scream 4 exists in that plane you know in that era with those movies um and so i like i respect it for that reason i guess you know i can kind mm-hmm. of accept it that way um, and then I like the resurgence we have going on now and Scream 5 working with that. So, Do you like, like when you watch a Scream movie, do you feel like you're trying to solve the, the case of like who the killer might be as you're watching it? Or is it something where you're just kind of like enjoying the movie? Is it like a, is, is Scream for you like Fast and Furious for me where you just like shut your brain off and just like let the, the filmmaker tell you a story? Yeah, I guess. I, I mean, like with Scream 5, I'm, I was always trying to figure out the killer. You, you, the first time you always are. But I watch these movies. I remember them so much more after I know who the killer is. And the whodunit is almost like secondary to me. It's, it is just like kind of what they the story they want to show me or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like the mystery of it. And it's fun to be like, you know, like on this one, they'd be like, the killer is on this poster. And it's like, it's always someone you know. And like the way they play into the rules of Scream 5, especially uh-huh. with that is like, they highlight it even more. Like it is definitely someone in this room. And you're yeah. like, okay, well, who has it got to be, you know? And like mm-hmm. trying to piece that together and like realize like, well, who is in this room? Like, is that misdirect? Is this, you know, are they being creepy here for a reason? Or is it like mm-hmm. just the filmmakers are trying to throw me off the scent, you know? That is fun. Yeah, that scene where there were like the killers in this room. I was, I had this like little like quick conversation in my head to where i was like well wait are they do, since the filmmaker is pointing that out does that mean that they're not in the room oh or yeah is this, <laughs> is this like are they triple deking me like how right. many so i just like had to shut my brain off i was like i'm i'm getting like way too lost into the weeds yeah i, I was like they're they're trying to make me double and triple guess myself so i'm just like i don't know which is kind of yeah they they succeeded i guess Um, if this lady will hang up her phone i will uh (laughs) check back into the movie here in just a little bit and see where we're at um i wish i wish you could have gotten her number and called her and been like hey you want to shut off your fucking phone so i can watch (laughs) this scary movie hello (laughs) i can talk yeah what's going on hello Um, but yeah, I, uh, I do like the mystery of it, but, um, I'm kind of just more along for the ride and the, the kills are fun and like, Mm -hmm. um, the commentary that they're making and stuff is always intriguing to me. And I think Scream 5 did well with that, whereas Scream 4 always kind of lost it on me. Um, so yeah, there was, there was a lot to like in this one, I feel. And they, uh, they really did a, 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 a a good job to like appease this lifelong fan, you know? Oh, um, that's great. So I oh, thought boy. I thought Scream 5 was pretty solid. Amanda liked it too. 
Mm-hmm. Um, we're both excited uh, to watch it again, mm-hmm. and uh, it's been a blast to, to rewatch all of these movies. And I'm super excited to really break them down with you and mm-hmm. talk about them. We're going to have some guests on, hopefully, too. You and I have talked about inviting some people on, so mm-hmm. um, that'd be fun to, to, to discuss it because it means a lot to a lot of people. And I'm curious with different the different incarnations of it and the different sequels of what people like and don't mm-hmm. like, you know. Yeah, for sure, for so, sure. Uh, cool. What if you, like, watch it at home, uh, whether you buy it or you stream it somewhere, and you can read those text messages that you couldn't see before. And you're like, oh, this changes everything. That would be kind of wild, and I would love it. <laughs> there was a line. Uh, I think Amanda went to the bathroom. So she had, like, walk in the parking lot, like, back to the concession stand mm-hmm. area, you know. Um, so she missed something. I was trying to pay attention to it. And it's like the second she got in the car, and I was formulating what I was going to tell her to fill her in for the last thing. And, like, there was, like, one line. It talked about who Kyle Gallner's character was. Oh, okay, yeah. And I And I... I was telling Amanda something right when it happened and I was like, Oh God damn it. And then I had to go home and look him up and be like, who the fuck was that guy? Um, <laughs> and I was like, why is he connected to any of this? I don't understand. I feel like yeah. he was barely in it. And I, I was waiting. For, I love him so much. Like I mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. So I expected more from it. So I'm like, they, they've, they've talked about uh, deleted scenes will definitely be on the home release. And I'm like, I want to know if there's more, mm-hmm. I, there's at least one scene I saw in a trailer or a production still of him like sitting at the bar and I'm like, that wasn't in the movie at all. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm, I'm wondering if there's more to it. But uh, there's certainly stuff that I missed and uh, and you missed. So I think it'll be a, a good thing for both of us to rewatch that movie. <laughs> that deleted scene is him just like walking into the bar, sitting down on the stool and be like, one beer, please. Yeah. And then the rest of the scene picks up. <laughs> and they're like, all right, you want to watch that same scene with commentary? All right. So uh, basically he uh, he was coming in the bar and he uh, he orders a beer here. So uh, for time, you know, we cut that out. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Wow. It actually took eight days to shoot this. Yeah. Um, this was pre-COVID as well. Um, That's actually a tennis that? ball. That's CGI right there. <laughs> yeah. He was talking to a tennis ball. We had some forced perspective here. It's like the Hobbit. Initially, we had him drinking a Dove, and then I guess there's a TV show called the the Thompsons or something like that. And mm. They used that. I don't. There's a bunch of yellow people in it, and it's. We're not trying to be racist. They they're literally yellow. <laughs> They, they went only to a Catholic church fingers. and they got kicked out because um, yeah. they kept turning the, the holy water yellow. It was a whole thing. It's urine related. It's very important. Saves you from COVID. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bless the Lord. Bless he, him. He gave us the urine to cover our bodies so we can cover our bodies from sin. Lord, you spend so much time blessing us. Hey, bless yourself. Bless yourself. <laughs> if you told God, God bless you when they like, sneezed, I, I, do you think, he, okay. do you think he, they would just like roll their eyes? be like you son of i hear that constantly <laughs> straight down to hell can someone please just not make that joke once mm-hmm. yeah brent that's that's interesting i see here you have no children yet you did a dad joke mm. please get fucked rocket car straight to hell man a vindictive god you know he's seen it coming he's not a people person yeah mm-hmm. um who would have seen it coming? We got all this going on yeah um so yeah are you uh we're, we're all wrapped up i guess talking about that stuff i, I think I so think yeah so. again I, I need to rewatch this movie uh in order to formulate a, a strong opinion about it but i i enjoyed what i watched and luckily what i watched was that new girl who's uh the lead of this this movie uh because damn oh yeah sam oh Sam, the older yeah, sister from Transformers, Sam Witwicky. Yeah. Oh yeah, man, <laughs> yeah. Elijah, Elijah Wood. Wow, that was weird. <laughs> Shia LaBeouf really looks different. Yeah, Elijah. 
Lashaya. Bless you. <laughs> that sounds yeah, legit. Like, really? Yeah. Um, yeah. So you can let us know what you thought about this movie and the Scream franchise or whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. If you'd like, you can contact us. All the info is in the show notes as usual. And if you'd like to rate and review us on your favorite podcast app, that is always appreciated. Five stars is definitely appreciated. So um, yeah, and go get some Eltas merch. Oh yeah, Ra- Rachel did it. You should too. <laughs> I was. I haven't looked again to see if we've uh, done a, a huge business with it. But um, yeah, it's nice to have I, it out there. I literally pulled up T Public. I had my cursor hovering over a buy now of a uh, one of our shirt designs. I was like, oh, I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like back out of it. I might. I might later on. But, yeah. You know, it's just. I just feel like such a nerd if I like because I like the I haven't design bought it yet. Yeah. But I'm like, do I wear this out in front of people? I don't and wanna... what if they ask me what this is? Yeah. It's like, oh, you took the LSATs? No, you no, the letters are rearranged. It's different. They're different than that. So uh, like, yeah, also, you, I, you wouldn't have passed the LSATs. I'm incapable of you reading. Can't spell. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I go to an eye exam and they like point at the chart and I'm like, I can't read. I, we've been over this. I don't know what that says. They need to give you pictures. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a backwards three and then like some other ones. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that means. It just doesn't help that, it, you know, they're just trying to make you read. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. If you didn't have to read, if you could do other things, if you could be like, mm-hmm. well, that one's a Tyrannosaur and that one's a. I was literally know, thinking they should do a dinosaur, dinosaur chart. chart. I was like, that's Dino and I guess we all fucking know. <laughs> yeah. And when it gets smaller, it can be a compy. Mm hmm. Oh, and like the pushback I would get from the doctor is like, uh, actually, it says here it's a velociraptor. I'm like, bitch, please, no. It's That's just what they raptor. want you to think, okay? <laughs> That's what uh, Stephen, I almost said King, uh, Stephen uh, Spielberg. Spielberg. <laughs> Steven Spielberg. <laughs> oh, I don't know words or names anymore. There was a time when I did, but uh, yeah, it's what uh, Steven Spielberg used as a. Stand in for the <laughs> Velociraptors because I really just like tiny ducks, and uh, that's not that's not all that threatening. Not Geese, on the other hand, very threatening. Oh very yeah, annoying, definitely. But, yeah. Stay away yeah. from them. Anyway. That's good. Yeah, that's just good advice any day. <laughs> God, that was terrifying. <laughs> See, <laughs> so much scarier. You really did. You know? Well, um, so we don't have anything definitely planned for next week, right? Nah, not at this point. Nah. But uh, yeah, we'll let people know. Mm-hmm. No, we won't. Well, you just show up and you'll find out. Yeah. You get what you get. Oh, wow. Even your dogs are getting dogs, in on it. Yeah. Man, yeah. It's exciting times. <laughs> you, you said, we're not going to tell you what it is. And they started freaking out. <laughs> like, like, how are you going to know? How are we going to prepare? <laughs> but it'll be fun, as always. Yes. Everybody knows mm-hmm. that. So, uh, sure. man, it was a lot of fun talking to you about uh, everything today. And uh, certainly had a, a good time. So until next time, I'm Steven. I'm Brent. And let's talk later. Bitch. <laughs> I don't know why it's so funny, but it's just like, it punctuates things so perfectly. He's like got it figured out, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, Freddy's just like, I don't even know that he he uses bitch like in a derogatory Well, I guess he does. Like in he a, does, in a, but. Yeah, yeah I guess still, women. It's still but, nice. But like to me, hmm. I guess it's more like a modern thing where you call anyone a bitch. And that's really what equalizes humans, you know? That's true, that's true. Regardless of gender, you can call anyone a bitch. You know, they're probably not going to take it well most Either of the way, time. Yeah, for sure. But like if it's coming from Freddie, it's like, oh, my God, it's like you've been blessed. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you've been blessed by the, the bitch uh, blessing. Mm-hmm. It's it's like one of those things. It's almost like being knighted. Like 
you would stand before Freddy. He would ask you to kneel. He would put his like razor claw on either side of your shoulder. Oh, that's nice. And then he would say, and while you're down there, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Tie my shoes. Yeah. He can't with the knives on his hands. That's the trouble. Yeah. You think he's going to make you suck his dick, but he's like, no, he honestly, he can't even like get his pants open. Mm -mm. No, he can't do that either. Mm -hmm. He's got a button fly. Yeah. Oh my God. It's so difficult. Like why? Why was that even a thing? Right. That seemed, why would we do that to ourselves? That's like humanity. They were trying to fix a problem that isn't really there. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the razor blades and apples, you know? There was a, a thing back Wait, in the day where it was like, <laughs> yeah, you know, like in Halloween, there was a, the, 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 I guess in candy. In candy. I was like trying to combine two things, <laughs> like getting, getting shitty apples for Halloween and then also okay, getting yeah. razor blades. But yes, wow, razor blades that's double shitty this, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to give you an <laughs> apple with a razor blade in it. Man, that's fucked it's up. Like, <laughs> as imagining a child <laughs> reaching into their, like, their sack and pulling out an apple that's just, like, wrapped in barbed wire. <laughs> It says live, laugh, limb biscuit on it. It's like, God damn, we got to stop going to the Durst for Halloween. Oh, my God. But, uh, but yeah, I was, I, was, uh, I was trying to say uh, a razor blade in candy. It's like something where um, parents were afraid, but it's never, like, happened in, in, for the most part, right? Yeah. Um, but Urban legend. Urban legend. Yeah. Uh, much like guys zipping up their, uh, their jennies. In, uh, in their pants And I feel like oh, yeah. button flies were there to circumvent that The problem with that is uh, The only way you can undo a button fly Is through the art known as spot welding To get those goddamn rivets <laughs> yep. off there That's you know? true And then you got an open flame around your junk And that's just, it's not good That's not no, good Not unless it's planned mm-hmm. Have you ever zipped yourself, Stephen? Uh, I can't right? say I have I think I might have once Not my, Not my genitals no? No, I've zipped like a finger and like something, you mm-hmm. know, briefly or whatever, like just trying to zip something, but yeah. But no, I try to I try to keep uh, you know, my zipper away from my junk. Mhm. So, yeah. That's just me. That's, you it's know, what? thing. I never thought about it before, yeah, but you should do that. I like this approach to life. I think that makes sense it's to just me. It's good, yeah. Mhm. Zip away from your junk. Mm-hmm. Isn't it song? As soon as we're done recording, I'm going to take this Ziploc uh, bag off my oh, yeah. my nuts, yeah. I think that's it's Keep, been on there for for weeks. Eat fresh. And, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's not gonna get better than that. We just got <laughs> record. Oh, it looks so good right there. Record, batch. <laughs> you have a really good like batch voice. Batch. It's just like it really makes me think of like I'm watching. The Real Housewives of uh, of Brent, <laughs> I guess. It's a pulling of a show. It's, Lowest rated. Yeah. It was canceled yeah. mid episode. Yeah. Mid oh, title wow. sequence. Yeah. It was the equivalent of like on a cartoon. Whenever they like pull uh, pull someone off stage with like that giant hook, they're like, <laughs> yeah. "Get it out of here!" It's, it's the Sandman at the uh, the Apollo. Just that that giant cane sliding yes. someone off stage. It's like oh, no man. one is enjoying this. We got to get this out yeah. there. We're going to need to put some extra extensions on there. We've got to reach all the way across the other side of offstage. From oh, stage man. left to stage right, the Sandman is coming for your ass. Oh, wow. Matter of fact, I think that's what that Metallica song is about. They were just like, if we have to play the Apollo, <laughs> and we, we fuck it up real bad. Sandman is going to enter and come for wow. our asses. 
Mm-hmm. I never, that's like a lot more meaning than I ever expected. Mm-hmm. And then that's on wild. the bridge of the song where it has the Lord's Prayer, they're just like, and please don't let the Sandman wipe us off stage. <laughs> Lars that's is going to be pissed. Yeah, their yeah. only goal. Yeah. They just don't want to be involved in that shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man. That's embarrassing. I never knew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We should have discussed that when we did that episode, you know, but like we didn't want to ruin, I guess, the, the, the lore around it. You know, it's for people to discover sometimes themselves. Well, look, when society reopens, it never will again. Uh, mm-hmm. And we take Eltas on the road. That was never a possibility. Uh, <laughs> and we play at the Apollo. Certainly never going to happen. happen. Uh, <laughs> that could be a bit that we do. That sounds great. In, uh-huh. this, in this, you know, uh, yeah, theoretical, metaphorical sort of situation you have going on here. But it's mm-hmm. something to dream about, you know? And people got to have dreams. You got to have dreams. Martin Luther mm-hmm. King Jr. said it best, you know? I... I just, Freddy Krueger said it pretty well, too. Oh, my God. Just saying. Do you think if MLK Jr. was around at the time of Freddy, he would have, like, intervened? He'd be like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the one with dreams here, son. Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. How Damn, nobody, man, he could have taken them on, maybe. Maybe hmm. that's the pitch for the, the rebooted uh, Nightmare on Elm Street franchise, mm-hmm. which they would have to name a Nightmare on Elm Street Oh, yeah. Yeah, because they just re- reuse the exact same title. Even though they've already it's... done that, I believe, too. The, yeah. The 2010 one is also, like, already called that. It didn't stop Halloween. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. They don't give no fucks. They're just going to reuse that shit. But that would be, wow. like, a good, like, stopping point. It's like, uh, it'd be great because, especially if you go back to the point where it uh, takes place in a high school or whatever has young people in mm-hmm, there. Mm-hmm. And then this one kid is a, a black kid is uh, struggling with his uh, diorama. He's trying to, to make a presentation for MLK Jr. Mm-hmm. And then like, that's like the beginning of the movie. So, you know, that's Chekhov's gun. And then at the end of the movie, he's like, wait, I know how to defeat Freddy. <laughs> <laughs> Freddy shows up. You're in my dream, bitch. And then off, off screen, you hear, no, no. <laughs> it's like a, a cyborg version of Martin what? Luther King Jr. He shows up. Mm-hmm. Coming to save the world again? I also have a dream! <laughs> Damn! Uh-huh. He's got a shotgun. Wow. Well, I think he was mostly anti-violent. Uh, it's like his rhetoric. This but, is the uh, dream realm. You got this is a <laughs> You gotta take it to the streets. <laughs> Man, this is a, a really inventive, you know, <laughs> take on it. Yeah, MLK Jr. is a lady in the streets, but a freak in the dreams, you know? Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> He's coming from Freddy's ass. He's not, not taking any shit. He does a shot from a shotgun, you know? It's dream oh, wow. logic. You just do whatever the fuck you want. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That sounds way cooler than the last remake. You know, you work a little bit of American history in there. Mm-hmm. Look, we're... Obviously, we want some money from this. This is an LTAS mm-hmm. yeah, uh, Incorporation Design LLC, of course. We're, we don't have full liability. We're, we're limited. No, but, yeah. Um, <laughs> like, obviously, if Jordan Peele wants to mm-hmm. co-produce this with us, we, yeah, you absolutely. Know, negotiations are, are open for it. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. And I think it could, like, really do well. I feel like in this, you know, climate right now, it's maybe even necessary. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I feel like it could really change up the landscape. Yeah. 
it wouldn't at all be weird. I think people would really accept it. <laughs> I think so too. You know, I think part of the the contract should stipulate that Stephen Fisher gets to play Martin Luther King. <laughs> Wait, no, no, uh, uh-uh, uh, 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 <laughs> nope. Uh, take that one back. But who would you cast? Who would I cast as MLK Jr.? Uh, Sam Richardson. I want Sam him in everything. Sam Richardson. Oh, he's, he's uh, uh, from uh, the Werewolves Within. Yes. Yeah, that guy. Love uh, that dude. I feel like we just watched something. Like I literally just watched something with him uh-huh. uh, in it. But uh, I just want him in all things. He's on um, that uh, that Netflix show that I like uh, with the fucking. With the- <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Uh, I don't know what it's on. Something to leave is the the last couple of words. Oh, uh, yeah, with Tim Robinson. Yes, yeah. Oh, okay. What is that? Yeah, what is that fucking called? Well, that, we're doing great here. I think you should leave. I think <laughs> yeah, you should leave. I wanted to say get Ooh. out so bad. <laughs> Different movie. <laughs> Different thing. Different thing all together. All, take all together. it back. But yes, yeah. Uh, yeah, Sam Richardson, isn't mm-hmm. he? Um, I haven't seen it yet. We were talking about watching mm-hmm. his new show um, on Apple TV Plus with Ben Schwartz. A little the, show called After Party? Yes. Of which I watched the, the first episode this morning. It's fucking oh. great. He's so great. In it. We heard great things about it so mm-hmm. far. Uh, I love the concept. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I was like, oh, man, he's great. And there's so many good people in it. Um, ben mm-hmm. Schwartz is the one that really I wanted to watch, but... Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he he as well. He's pretty awesome. Yeah, so yeah, but, gotcha. Sam Richardson is. He was in uh, season two of Ted Lasso as well. Are you current on? Yeah, your uh, oh. Lassology. Yeah, he's the uh, the African guy who. Um, I didn't even like think about that. I didn't connect that at the time. Yeah, uh-huh. he wants yeah. to buy. He's like owns the club that wants to 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 like buy Sam's contract or whatever, right? Yeah, he's like. Shows up like Tony Stark in a helicopter and, yes. and wants to buy out Sam's contract and, right and start his own club and everything. But I think it's like, well, spoiler, yeah, spoiler, yeah. yeah. But like he gets like <laughs> he's like such a sweet guy that at the very end he gets like mega pissed or whatever. But yeah, yeah it's he's so fucking good in everything. I just he has yeah, something super about yeah. him. I just I want him to be in all media going mm-hmm. forward. That makes sense. But do not start a podcast, Sam Richardson. Stay away from our zone, man. Stay, yeah, this <laughs> You're is too this good. Is, this is for poor people <laughs> who have bad opinions. <laughs> Oh, wow. I've never felt so descriptive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's a good casting. You keep Robert England as Freddy you, in the scenario? Keep, you keep Robert England, but you also bring in uh, What's-His-Nuts from the uh, the reboot. Um, Vern uh, Troyer. <laughs> oh, rest in power, King. I know, right? But if you could bring him in, right? Yeah. Could have been cool. Uh-huh. CGI. CGI. Uh, yeah. You can do it. <laughs> um, but uh, no, uh, the guy who played Rorschach in the Watchmen movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, you bring him in from the other one. Yeah. Um, that would be fun. It'd be like a tale of two Freddies. Oh, it, wow. it'd be like Garfield, a tale of two kitties, but with Freddy Krueger. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you bring in some other Lord. Yeah, it's good. like that, that would be part of the pitch to. Um, uh, to uh, the guy who did get out, whose name I said earlier, but I can't remember. <laughs> Jordan Peele? Jordan Peele. You're still talking about Jordan Peele? Yes, 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 yes. Uh, that would be our pitch. It's like, okay, so you've seen Garfield, The Tell of Two Kitties. Well, what other <laughs> franchise involves a Claude character? That's right. Wolver- no, not Wolverine. No, uh, Freddy Krueger. Oh, man. Horror movies. You know, it's in your ballywick. You like this stuff. 
Jackie Earl Haley. Yes, yeah. That's mm-hmm. who you could bring in. Mm-hmm. I've not seen the uh, the reboot movie. It seems to be oh, yeah. that uh, people do not like it. I don't know if it's just because, uh, pe- you know how people are. They uh, get a little bit gatekeepery about these things. My suspicion yeah, it's is not good. it's not good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen it? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've seen it twice, probably. Yeah. When it came out, and then I watched it like uh, just a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why I put it on, but it... It has, uh, much like Scream 5, it has mm-hmm. Kyle Gallner in it, and I love Kyle Gallner from Veronica Mars. It's what I really like recognized him from originally, but um, uh, yeah, I just like that dude, and so I watched pretty much anything. You know, he's like in Red State. Oh, He's okay. one of the boys. Um, you'd recognize him if you saw him. He's in, in Scream 5, he's only in it briefly. He's the guy at the bar with like the mustache and the mullet. Um, I thought his character would be oh. bigger in that movie, but it, it wasn't, unfortunately. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 But he's in. He's in the remake for Nightmare on Elm Street, and that, so I watched it just for him because I, I like that dude a lot. Oh my god. Yeah. I just, he's in a I, lot of stuff. I googled him, and uh, this. Can you Google him real quick? Yeah. The, the availability. <laughs> if you yeah. Google Kyle Golner, there's a black and white photo of him, and uh, I'm a straight guy, but like. Oh yeah. I think my post just got wet. From looking at this. <laughs> this one? Yeah. That's pretty. Yeah. What a this hunk. post? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. He could, uh, he could pull a different looks. After Scream 5, somebody tweeted at him recently something about, like, you know, we need, we need to get him in the Halloween franchise. We need a whatever. And he was like, yeah, throw me up against Ash. I'll go against a Xenomorph or two, but, like, bring it on. Let's do it. And I was like, yes, put him in everything. Yeah. I love that yeah. dude. He's really good. He was, yeah, very intense in that movie. Yeah. He can be, looks so different. Look at this. I know, right? It looks like fucking Jason Momoa. Oh, I thought that was Extreme Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> that's a that's a red state Jesus. Is that who, is, who that yeah. is? Yeah, man, mm, got pre- all tatted up. Got got his hair in like a, a man bun esque. Like what if a, that's a, a waterfall man bun. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good look. You know, mm-hmm. I've been trying to do that for years, but the, I know don't have top hair. Well, yeah, that's. <laughs> Uh, scientists have said that's the number one cause of you not being able to pull that off. Top hair, very important for that particular look. Yeah, you know. Uh-huh. Ooh, top hair. I also think, though, in Red State, uh, not to get too spoily there as well, but, mm-hmm. you know, uh, there was an alternate ending that it was going to be, like, real, and there was going to be, like, angels that would pop up. Oh, and yeah. like you know, like would have raptured everybody, and it would have mm-hmm. been really cool. And uh, I would have loved if Kyle Golner's character in that sprouted his hair like this and the tattoos <laughs> and became like rock star Jesus. And he was like, "You were trying to crucify me again. Yeah, you're not listening to my message. <laughs> I came here to stop you. You know, mm-hmm. he could have looked the, the part. He would have done well with it." <laughs> he shows up and tries yeah. to pitch them the Freddy Krueger Garfield uh, Tell of Two Kitties <laughs> plot. Like, hey, wait a minute. That son of a bitch. <laughs> I was looking that movie up, too, because I was really curious of the uh, the plot. But obviously, it's it's a lot to read right now. But I was wondering if we could actually, you know, pull that off, bringing that, that plot line in there, too. But I, I'm just going to go with it. I think we can. Okay, sure. And there also needs to be lasagna in our movie, just but for no reason. It needs to be like an Easter egg. To where oh, I love that. There yeah. will be, like, uh, shitty articles to be like... Uh, this yeah. this movie heavily influenced by Garfield to tell of two kitties. It's like, yeah, no shit. That's like yeah, the elevator pitch, you know? Yeah, we got it. That's yeah. part of the whole spiel. Yeah. 
Um, and then they're like, and they brought in the lasagna. You see it in the back. There's a, a dirty dishpan. A lasagna <laughs> oh, pan. Oh, man. Oh, you can see it right there. Mm-hmm. Only true friends know. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> and to get the opinions of true fans, subscribe to our OnlyFans. That's where oh, all yeah. of the best fan content is, you know? Yeah, it's just wall-to-wall buttholes. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. ours. No, no. We've actually uh, licensed Goatsy to do some new work oh, for that's us. lovely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> look, look for that in 2023. <laughs> where you could say we're expanding our horizons. That's true. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Is it true that when you look in the abyss, the abyss looks back? I don't know. Let's ask Goatsy. If you yell into that image, you will eventually hear an echo. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Do you think Goatsy is the most intense person that there was not a butthole cut of cats? Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know that he would have really liked it because it wouldn't have been big enough. <laughs> yeah. so, you know, it wouldn't yeah. have uh, met the standards. The Goatsy standards. <laughs> this is true. I bet Goatsy was the one who started the theory about like how the Avengers could defeat Thanos by uh, <laughs> having Ant Man fly up his butt. Uh-huh, he said, Just go in there. Yeah, it's he, wide enough. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta be right. He doesn't even have to expand that much. It'd be fine, <laughs> or shrink that much. I should say. Uh, he was the the uh, originator of Thanos, is what I'm getting at. But, oh yeah, mm-hmm. I forgot it was good. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. I, I think it's a good theory. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Sold me on it. I like. I, I know there were a lot of people before Endgame came out. They were like, "Oh, that's what they have to do." Like they just really like got it in their heads. I'm like, "Oh, this is some like flattery." If they shit. don't, the the Antifa has just <laughs> infiltrated Marvel. Kevin Feige is Antifa. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah, you could tell by his hats, <clears throat> huh? <laughs> he doesn't need to support Trump. I don't even know what to tell you. Yeah, that's I'm weird. Not watching those movies I, anymore. I don't understand. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Uh, after all of that 15 minutes worth of <laughs> nonsense, uh, what do you say to uh, to a sync word out of any of that? What do you what do you want to um, go uh, Yeah, do you have one though? Because I, I can't. We how, had so many things. How about a tale of two Freddies? Oh, perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a simple, concise sync word, just yeah. like we like. Okay. Mm, yeah, not at all going to stumble over this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking forward to mm-hmm. it. Yeah. So we'll sync with that on three. Okay. And again, as a reminder to both of us, but primarily myself, mm. a tale of two Freddies is the phrase to say. Got it. Is the phrase that pays. Oh. Here on KL Tass. KL Tass, the place you go to hear a thing that no one really cares for. So We're, we're doing great with advertisers. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll sync with a tale of two Freddies. Got it. Right. A tale of two Freddy's. Yes. Don't you mess me up now, yeah, man. I fucked up my, my own brain. A tale of two Freddy's to sink Come. on three. One, two, three. A, a tale, tale of, of two, two Freddy's. Freddy's. Bitch. Oh. Oh, he showed up at the end. Tale as old as two Freddy's. Bitch. <laughs> All right. We can start the show there, I believe. Well, that worked out because, you know, we were going to start. <clears throat> Excuse me. That is not where we're going to start. Can you timestamp that for me? I will. Thank you. I try to get all throat clearing? Out. Yeah, this, all of this. I'm just going to cut this out. We need the throat cut. <laughs> Steven's throat butthole cut. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
um, okay, the I should be able to the see butthole this of the face. <laughs> <laughs> what an image! Yeah. What an image. Keep that okay. Yeah. Did it pause? Is it frozen? Shit. Brent disappeared. Where did he go? I do not know. We've got a freeze. Why'd we freeze? I do not know. I like this song. Okay. Well, let's stop it here then. There we go. I haven't had a let's... freeze in a while. I don't know. All right. So let's, um, you know, I was going to, my brain was trying to formulate a joke about the big Texas freeze from last year, but we're just going <laughs> to trip walk past that one. Yeah, let's, just, let's, let's move on. Um, a what fresh was wound there. Word, though? Uh, a tale of two Freddies. A tale of two Freddies. Okay. Uh-huh. And this time the tale is spelled T A I L. Oh. Mm hmm. Mm. Freddy's a furry. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a unicorn butt plug, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> All right. So let's, uh, let's resync. Yep. Tale of two Freddies on three. One, two, three. A, a tale, tale of, of two, two Freddies. Freddy's. <laughs> Sorry, bitch. <laughs> it just slipped out. I have a high fiber <laughs> diet, bitch. <laughs>